Today we got a story of this crazy Minecraft girl that ends up attacking the subscriber. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it, so subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber, let's call him Hudson. So the subscriber who sent in this story, we're calling him Hudson, and Hudson got a new girlfriend. And Hudson and this new girlfriend had been dating for probably about a month at this time, and Hudson had never been over to his girlfriend's house. Hudson's girlfriend knew about him and was totally fine with it. And, you know, I think the reason that they just never saw each other at each other's houses is they were just kind of busy for the last, like, month or so. But one weekend, right, Hudson's girlfriend is like, hey, like, do you want to come over? So this was, like, a tomorrow. So this was, like, a Friday, right? So she's like, hey, do you want to come over Saturday? Do you want to just, like, hang out for the entire day? And, you know, Hudson was like, yeah, sure. Like, is this at your house? And the girlfriend's like, yeah, like, I talked to my parents. They're totally okay. In fact, they're going to be away. So the only person who's going to be in the house is going to be you and me and my little sister. But she'll probably just be playing Minecraft with her friends or whatever. She'll be in her room the whole time. So it's really going to be just like you and me in the house alone. And Hudson was really excited because, like, you know, this is his new girlfriend or whatever. And this is a pretty big deal. So anyways, right, sure enough, you know, Hudson is, like, driven over by his mom to, you know, his new girlfriend's house and his mom's like bye honey have a good time don't have too good of a time wink wink Hudson's like mom shut up like I don't want to hear that she's like ha, 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 ha. well you know typical mom behavior you love to see it but anyways right you know so Hudson walks up to the door his new girlfriend greets him at and says oh like you know this is the first time we're not we're actually seeing each other at each other's houses and you know Hudson was like yeah I'm pretty hyped so she's like all right come in uh, I have lunch prepared and you know Hudson was like damn you have lunch prepared like all right let's go yeah she made some mac and cheese you'll love to see it so you know Hudson sat down at the at like the dinner table got a bowl of mac and cheese was just talking with his girlfriend this seemed like it was gonna be the greatest day ever right however uh, there was a bit of a complication that happened a little bit later on as you can probably tell by the title the uh the sister Hudson's girlfriend's sister. We're going to call the Minecraft girl from here on out. So if you hear me say Minecraft girl, what I'm saying is Hudson's girlfriend's sister. It's just a lot cleaner and I'm not going to trip up over my words as I always do. So yeah. So as Hudson and his girlfriend are sitting at like the kitchen table, just talking or whatever, they hear footsteps, they, they hear footsteps come down the stairs and, you know, Hudson looks over and it's this girl who's probably about like, I don't know, like Hudson and his girlfriend are both 16. This girl is probably 13 or 14 or something like that. She walks down the stairs in these like knee high socks, this like sweatshirt or whatever, and this like creeper hat or whatever. And she walks down and she just gives Hudson this look. This look of like, I don't know who you are, but you better stay away from my sister type look of like, I don't like you, I won't ever like you, and I like, you gotta like watch yourself type look. So Hudson's girlfriend's like, oh, Hudson, this is my sister, like, Minecraft girl says her actual name or whatever, right? And uh, Hudson's like, oh, Minecraft girl, it's, it's nice to meet you, and the Minecraft girl kind of looks at him as like, hi, and kind of just like, gives him this kind of look of like, I don't like you, bro. And, you know, Hudson's girlfriend was like, eh, okay, yeah, okay, that's enough of an introduction for you two. And sure enough, right, you know, the Minecraft world really just comes down to, like, get something to eat and goes straight back upstairs. And Hudson, after she is obviously, like, left and has gone back up to her room, Hudson turns to his girlfriend and is like, hey, like, uh, does she normally, like, not like people, like, that come over? And, you know, Hudson's girlfriend's like, uh, you know, I don't think she's, like, super... She, it takes a while. Like, she's great, but it takes a while for, like, new people to get used to her and for the other vice versa as well. Don't worry. Like, don't, don't judge a first interaction with her as, the, like, the, 
as who she really is. She, you just need to thaw to her. Like, you need to, she needs to get used to you. Which, uh, well, I mean, she was about to get used to him very quickly, but in the worst way possible. Because let's flash forward, like, half an hour or so. So Hudson and his girlfriend are like, alright, well, we can go watch TV. So they go sit on the couch, and they're watching some Netflix program or whatever. And at some point, Hudson's girlfriend's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Like, don't go anywhere. And Hudson's like, alright, I got you. So Hudson kind of, like, you know goes on his phone because the, the Netflix program is paused or whatever, and he's just pretty paying, he's paying attention to his phone so he doesn't hear the footsteps come up like very quietly behind him. And the only time, in, he only realizes that someone is behind him when he feels a, like a whap on the back of his head. He's like, ow! And he turns around and he sees the Minecraft girl, aka Hudson's girlfriend's little sister, with a like one of those foam Minecraft pickaxes. And he realizes pretty quickly that, he, that she just like hit him over the head with the Minecraft pickaxe. And then once again, bats him over the head and is like, you better stay away from my sister. So then all of a sudden, both, you know, the Minecraft girl and Hudson hear, like, you know, uh, like a toilet flush, and then, uh, you know, kind of, like, the, you know, like the, you know, when you rinse your hand, like, water's running or whatever in the sink, right? So both of them hear that, and the Minecraft girl is like, you heard me, like, stay away from my sister. Gets up and runs away. Runs back upstairs to her bed wars or whatever, right? And so Hudson's kind of sitting there like, uh, oops. Key. I'm not sure how to react to that. And Hudson's girlfriend sits down. She's like, what? And Hudson's like, uh, and she's like, your face, like, what's wrong? Because, like, Hudson's girlfriend could kind of read him like a book at this point. They were good for each other, bro. But Hudson was like, yeah, so it's not a big deal, but, like, I was sitting here, and I felt like something hit me in the back of my head. It didn't hurt that much, obviously, but I turned around, and it was your little sister, and then she hit me in the head again with that little foam pickaxe, like, from Minecraft. It's not a big deal. It obviously didn't hurt. But then she said, stay away from my sister. So, you know, Hudson's girlfriend is like, you know, that's it. Like, you stay right here again. And Hudson sits there as he hears, you know, his girlfriend walk up and starts, like, talking very loudly to, like, you know, a, most, like, presumably the Minecraft girl. And it's, he can't really make out what's being said, but you can assume that, like, don't treat, like, my boyfriend like that. I get that he's new here and that you don't know him. And even if you're trying to be protective, stop it. It's just weirding him out, like... Thank you for wanting the best for me, but not like this, yada, yada, go, go, stuff like that. So the girlfriend comes back down. It's like, sorry, like that should be dealt with. Like if, she, if you see her again, she's going to be chill. So Hudson's like, all right, cool. Uh, spoiler, a little spoiler alert for you guys. Uh, she is the opposite of chill from this point on. Real quick, comment a Minecraft down below if you want to harden your comment. That will be the secret word of the day, and I'll try and hard as many of those comments as I possibly can. And also, if you do want to support the channel, uh, binge watch some videos, either watch some playlists or click on videos in the recommended. And please, if you're doing this, leave me a comment down below, like these people, so that I can say thank you by harding it or maybe replying by saying thank you, because that supports the channel so much. Anyways, back to the story. So anyways, right, Hudson's uh, girlfriend's parents are going to be out for probably the entire night, or at least that's what Hudson's girlfriend said. So she decides that she's going to make dinner, and Hudson's like, oh, cool, awesome. And so Hudson's girlfriend makes the dinner, and, uh, you know, eventually he's, like calls down her sister and calls in the boyfriend, like, all right, guys, dinner's ready. So, uh, you know, anyways, you know, Hudson, you know, you know, walks over to the dining room and, uh, you know, sits down and, you know, the girlfriend, uh, sits down and also the little sister, AKA the Minecraft, the Minecraft girl sits down and she's like being super awkward making no eye contact at all with, you know, Hudson kind of understandably right. 
And all of a sudden, right, you know, Hudson's girlfriend's like, hey, I want to go show you something. And she looks at the Minecraft girl and is like, all right, we'll, we'll be right back. And I don't know. I wasn't told exactly. By the way, this story was submitted over on Instagram. Uh, go follow me on there. It's in the description and submit your stories there. But anyways, right, I wasn't told exactly what the girlfriend told Hudson. But anyways, they come back and Hudson realizes that, you know, the sister, the little sister, a.k.a. the Minecraft girl's face goes from a face of like, I don't know, like, I'm feeling very weird, like, I, like this is awkward, to a face of, like, evil. Like, she has an evil grin on her face. So right away, Hudson is like, alright, bro, this is a little weird, this is a little strange, I don't know how I feel about this. And he sits down, and he's just like, goes to take a big chug of water. And he takes a big chug of water, and immediately, like, spits it out. And the girlfriend's like, are you okay? And he's like, wow, this water is so salty. So the girlfriend grabs his water glass, sticks her finger in it, kind of like licks her finger and looks immediately at like uh, at her little sister. It's like, did you do this? And the little sister is like, yeah, stay away from my big sister and while looking at Hudson. And sure enough, right, you know, the Hudson's girlfriend starts yelling at the little sister like, I already told you to stop being like weird. I already told you that like we're like great for each other and just like you don't have to like him, but don't be weird about it. Like it was strange already enough that you bopped him over the head with like a a foam pickaxe, right? But now you're trying to make his food taste bad. Like either way, like if we're breaking up, it's not because of you. And, like, if anything, like, we're, we have a stronger bond now, even if that wasn't true, she just said it, right? And she's like, you know what, you know what, go up to your room. And the Minecraft girl's like, you know what, like, you don't have any authority over me. And, and you know, the old Hudson's girlfriend is like, I don't necessarily, but I'm gonna, like, do you really still want to be here when we're both very mad at you? And the girl's like, fine, whatever, I'm gonna go play Bed Wars anyways. So the girl goes upstairs, and Hudson turns to, like, his girlfriend is like, hey, I feel kind of bad, like... I want to be on at least okay terms with your sister. Obviously, like, just you going over there wasn't enough. Maybe I should go up and, like, talk to her. And Hudson's girlfriend looks at him very longingly, like, like you're so nice, you're so sweet, like, that's so kind of you. Like, she really doesn't deserve it after what you've done. Or not after what you've done, after what she's done. But just know that she's, she's a little strange sometimes, and she really doesn't like new people. And I guess I've never had a boyfriend before, or at least I've never had one come over. So I don't know how she's going to react. And Hudson's like, you know what? I got it. Don't even worry about it. I just want to be on good terms. This was a big mistake for Hudson, let me just say. Well, anyways, right, Hudson, you know, finishes up his meal, looks at his girlfriend and says, hey, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. I just want to go talk. And she's like, all right, fine, but please don't get mad at me if things go wrong. And Hudson's like, of course not. Like, I don't blame you at all for any of this. And she's like, all right, good. Thank you so much. You got such a kind, you're such a kind soul. You got a big heart, like, for doing this. And Hudson's like, all right, man. So, you know, Hudson walks upstairs and he knocks on the door a little bit. He's like, hey, like, hey, can we just talk for a second? Like, I'm not mad or anything. I, I just want to, like, get to know you a little bit. I want to let you know that I'm not, like, some evil stranger or whatever and that I'm not some, like, I don't know, some 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 Brad type that, that that's just going to, like, play your sister or whatever. By the way... I know some cool Brads. It's just a stereotype, bro. And I, it, yeah, if you're a Brad watching this, you're the good Brad, right? You're not the bad Brad that I'm referring to. But anyways, right? Uh, so he knocks on the door and he's like, can you let me in? Like, we don't have to talk for long. It can just be for a minute or whatever. And he hears some like scuffling around, right? And he's like, okay, well, there's definitely someone in there. And he's like, you know, if you don't want me to, like, if you don't want me to come in, 
Just let me know, right? And he said, all right, well, I hear that you're in there, so just say, don't come in if you want me to not come in. And uh, no, no, no response, right? So he's like, all right, well, I'm coming in because I really do want to talk, right? So anyways, Hudson starts opening the door, slowly opens it up, and what is in front of the room is bunch of like all these like clothes all over the place there's like a whole big gaming setup with the light up mouse the light up keyboard it seemed to be in the middle of like just like sitting in the high pixel lobby like it seemed like she was on like a game or whatever and just like quit to the hub and was just sitting there dude okay don't take that out of context in high pixel like the minecraft thing that i'm playing right now there's something called the hub which is just like the place where all the games are it's not what you dirty people think oh my god anyways right so he just notices like oh well she's not in here but i heard her and like mid thought right as because the door is open and he scanned the entire room he hears something from behind the door so he turns around and he looks behind the door, and the Minecraft girl jumps out from behind the door and goes, rah, literally tackles this guy. And here's the thing. Hudson wasn't like a massive football player or something that was like a really big dude or whatever, but he also was like significantly older by a couple years than this girl. However, the fact that he wasn't expecting this and like kind of the element of surprise, like he was like, he got fumbled by this girl. He fell over. Like this girl knocked him over, dude. So he's like on the, on the floor and like the girlfriend hears all this commotions like, oh my God, like what's going on? And the Minecraft girl has the pickaxe in her hand and starts going pop, 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 pop. Starts beating like, <laughs> starts bopping like uh, Hudson in the face being like, stay away from and every single like word is another bop of the minecraft pickaxe so stay away from my sister you weird oh and, and hudson's like stop 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 like i just wanted to talk to you to prove that i wasn't weird like who's being the weirdo here like me or the girl that literally lured me into a room to attack me with a minecraft pickaxe like who's being the weird one here dude but anyways, right, uh, you know, uh, Hudson's girlfriend walks up the stairs like, oh my god, what is going on here? And, you know, the Minecraft girl is like, I'm, like, defending you from this weirdo freak. Like, he wanted to talk to me. Ha ha ha. Little did he know that I was, like, hiding, waiting for him to come. Like, I'm gonna, I pounced on him. I'm attacking him right now. So Hudson's girlfriend kind of, like, grabs, like, the Minecraft girl and rips her off of Hudson. And Hudson gets up, like, whoa, okay. Not exactly what I was expecting, right? And the Minecraft, and the Hudson's girlfriend's, like, like, Minecraft girl says her, like, actual name, right? Minecraft girl, like, this is like, I've told you again and again, like, just stay away from him. He's totally fine. He just wanted to come up and talk to you. I didn't even tell him to do this. He just wanted to make things right with you. He's got such a big heart and all you do is like just attack him and you're mean to him. Like, why on earth are you doing this? And the Minecraft girl goes very silent and you can see that her fists start to ball up. And Hudson's like, oh, God, what's coming up next, dude? Like, what lucky surprise am I about to receive? Like, and sure enough, the Minecraft girl is like, if you can't see the truth, then you're lost to me, too. Like, some real cryptic, cryptic stuff, bro. And in the middle of, like, Hudson's girlfriend saying, what are you saying? The, the Minecraft girl starts, like, flailing, attacking, like, Hudson's girlfriend with the pickaxe and pushes her and is like... 
you don't understand that what I'm doing is for the best of you, so if you don't understand it, I'm gonna make you understand. It's just like attacking her with the Minecraft pickaxe, pushing her against the wall, and once again, Hudson's girlfriend, well, Hudson's girlfriend was kind of petite, like she was definitely kind of small, but she was at least bigger than the Minecraft girl who was younger than her, so after being, like, thrown against the wall, because she was so thrown off guard by, like, she did not expect her sister to just straight up, like, attack her out of the blue, she eventually, like, pushes back and is like, what are you doing? You're insane! And the Minecraft girl, like, kind of, like, pushes both of them away from her, being like, I'm doing this for the best of, like, for the best of both of you. Like, stay away from my sister. And, like, turns to her sister. You gotta start having a brain on you. And Hudson looks at her and says, like, dude, oh my god. And, you know, Hudson's girlfriend's like, fine. And looks at Hudson and says, we should probably go. And the Minecraft girl's like, yes, yes, I won. You're breaking up with him. And Hudson's girlfriend turns to her and is like, no, you're being crazy. We're going to go have a good time without you in the house or without you here. And Hudson's girlfriend's like, sure, whatever, go and break up with him. I know it's coming. So anyways, Hudson is walked down like Hudson's girlfriend holds Hudson's hand and is like walking him down the stairs. It's like, I am so, so sorry. Once again, like, sorry times a billion. I, 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 I don't understand. Like, I knew she was kind of crazy. Like, I know she was a little bit weird and a little psycho, but like, isn't every 14 year old girl or little sister, right? But this is, this is absurd. And she says, you know what? This day doesn't have to be bad. So, you know, anyways, you know, uh, Hudson's girlfriend's parents eventually come back. Hudson's girlfriend real quickly explains what happens, and they're like, oh my god, we're gonna punish your sister for this. And Hudson's girlfriend's like, you know, you guys can do whatever you want, but can I just ask for a favor? And they say, sure, what's up? And they say, can you just drive us to go get ice cream? So this story ends off pretty well, because Hudson and his girlfriend just end up getting ice cream, nice, relaxing, and no crazy Minecraft girl to ruin the day. What's up guys, today we got three story times of the cringiest kids ever. The first story is of a kid who tries to become a spice king and ends up, uh, well, throwing up in the cafeteria. The second story is of a kid who asks out a girl in the middle of class in the most cringy way possible. And the final story is of a spoiled kid who gets a stain on his fancy pantsy shirt and you guys will not believe how he reacts. Leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing and let's just jump right into it. Anyways, we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the first story, Ty. So anyways, this all happened on what seemed like a normal day. Ty and his friends were in the cafeteria. So there's another kid who we're going to call Ben. And Ben was kind of the kid that uh, always tried to seek attention, and that's how he thought he was going to be liked. You know, it's kind of a sad situation because I knew a lot of those kids back in the day that they thought, you know, they maybe were self-conscious of the number of friends they had or really the lack of friends they had. And they thought if they put in a clown show, they would be able to have more friends. Quickly, like and subscribe right now to claim your free nothing. Anyways, though, so yeah, this, uh, this all started off as a normal day. And uh, Ty and his friends, they were sitting at the cafeteria, and they had cafeteria food. You could bring in your own food, but most of the time, they just have the cafeteria food. And Ty tells me, this food's not great, bro. Like, it really is very average or whatever. It's, it's, it's just simply not that good. Which, you know, so they're sitting there kind of like picking at their mush or whatever. And uh, Ben, this kid I was telling you about, sits down at their table. So Ben will kind of like float around from table to table. I've told you before, he doesn't really have a stable friend group, which is probably the reason why he's always acting out. And uh, he's like, you know, he sits down. He's like, boys, this lunch is going to be for the history books. 
So Ty looks at him, he's like, uh, what do you mean? Because I don't know why, like, a lunchtime would be so memorable. Right, so Ty and his friends kind of look at each other a little bit confused because it's kind of like, you know, why is this kid saying this is going to be a lunch to put down in the history books? That just doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyways, though, so, the, you know, the spo- not the spoil, sorry, Ben elaborates and he, you know, grabs his lunch bag because he brought in lunch today and puts it on the table. And Ty and his friends are kind of like looking at this lunch bag like, okay, bro, I see you have a lunch bag and you put it on the table. I'm not super sure what this means, but cool, I guess. And he's like, boys, I am going to do the spicy food challenge like the Spice Kings on TikTok. And they kind of look at each other. If you don't know, there's these people that are called Spice Kings, I think, or just people that um, eat a lot of spicy food in short form videos on YouTube Shorts, on TikTok, on Instagram Reels. Basically, they post videos of themselves eating, you know, spicy peppers, spicy chips, just like a lot of spicy food, allegedly in one sitting, um, trying to have like no reaction or whatever, and it's whatever, right? You can do what you want to do. I've no actual issue with that type of content. However, I think Ben thought it was such a good idea for him to do this to kind of show off to the kids or, or show off to like Ty and his friends and try and get their approval or whatever, which I mean, hey, bro, at the end of the day, like this is not how you, the thing is, you're not going to become friends with people long term because you're able to pull off funny stunts or whatever. You're not going to be able to become friends with people just because I don't know, like you're 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 going to become friends with people because you spend a lot of quality time with them. You share hobbies. You're a good person to them. You are consistent. That's how you're actually going to become friends with people, not by pulling off stunts like this. Anyways, though, so yeah, sure enough, Ty takes out the stuff out of his bag. And in his bag, there are three things. There's a thing of jalapeno peppers. There's a thing of hot, spicy Takis, and then there's the one chip. If you don't know about the one chip challenge, well, let me explain it to you very briefly. Basically, the one chip, well, the one chip challenge is this one chip that you can buy, and it's like this one black chip that is ridiculously spicy. There's so many funny videos on the internet of people trying to eat it, it is not being able to do it. So anyways, yes, Ben had both the one chip spicy Takis, and some spicy, probably, jalapeno peppers. So at this point, Ty and his friends are like, okay, we don't need this kid, like, causing a scene. Because, look, at the end of the day, they're just trying to chill and eat their lunch. The last thing that they need is a big old situation or whatever that, because of proximity, because they are physically nearby, that then they are responsible, right? They're not trying to be responsible for this kid. Totally fair, Totally understandable. So yeah. Anyways, right, they're kind of like, hey, bro, you really don't need to do that. Um, I'm sure you could. But also, ah, man, we're running low on time. Maybe you want to do that another day. Maybe you want to do that with other people so that we're not responsible. Yeah, there's a lot of things that maybe you'd rather do. And Ben is like, no, boys, like, I showed this to you. I had this up. I need to finish it. Like, I need to, like, figure this, like, I need to show you guys. And he, before they could stop him, he immediately, here's the thing, bro. Normally at these Spice Kings, they'll eat, like, one thing at a time. Yeah, so instead of doing that and putting, like, a, like eating one spicy thing at the time, 
Because if the spoil, not sorry, not spoil kid. If Ben was to eat one of the spicy items at a time, maybe besides the one chip, whatever thing, because uh, that thing's pretty crazy. If he was able to eat a few jalapenos, he would pretty quickly realize, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Because by the way, a little background knowledge, which at the time, Ty and his friends had no idea about, was that Ben had zero <laughs> spice tolerance, bro. He had no ability to handle any heat at all. He just saw people munch this stuff on TikTok and YouTube shorts, and he was like, all right, man, I'm in, bro. Like, I'm good, or something like that. So yeah, sure enough, right? Um, he decides to do something pretty stupid. He takes a fistful of jalapenos, a fistful of spicy Takis, and the one chip, crushes them like all together into a ball, and just eats the whole thing, chews it super quickly, swallows it and looks at them and says, no reaction. Okay, after saying no reaction, Ty and his friends look at each other like, oh boy, because they know that the one chip doesn't necessarily hit you immediately, but give it some time, you're screwed. So they're all looking at each other and they're like, ha good job, bro. You don't need to be eating any more of that. And as they're saying that, Ben is already grabbing more fistfuls of jalapenos and spicy Takis. About 10 seconds later, though, he stops eating more stuff because I think he starts to feel the upcoming wave of spice start to hit his throat. And he's like, no, uh, no reaction, guys. Does anyone have any water or milk? And they don't. So he quickly gets up. He's like, no reaction, guys, no reaction. I just need, I just need something to drink to like make it easier for me to, oh my God, for me to, uh, uh, for, me, for me to eat more of these guys. Don't, don't worry, no reaction though. And he starts like frantically looking around and Ty and his friends are like, oh boy. So they're like, look, bro, we'll try and get you some milk or something. Like, and he's like, guys, guys, I'm dying. Yeah, so basically within the span of 10 seconds, he went from saying, <laughs> no reaction to saying, oh my God. Oh my God. By the way, if you made it this far into the video, comment spice down below in the comment section. I'm going to try and heart as many comments on YouTube that say spice. Thank you so much for making it this far. Anyways, so yeah, sure enough, um, he's just kind of, uh, he's dying, bro. Not actually. You're not, he's not actually dying. He's fine. He might have some toilet problems, but he's doing all right. But he's basically panting on the floor and Ty and his friends are looking at each other like, Bro, this is the exact reason why we didn't want him to do this. We don't want him to actually, like, harm himself, too. But also, now we're looped in by association. Like, we would be bad people if we just stood up and left. Yeah, so that's when Ben, who's, like, crawling around on the floor, like, Milk! I need some milk! And Ty gets up and kind of yells out, Someone get this man some milk! Eventually, though, yeah, Ben just completely, like, uh pukes everywhere not to be too graphic i'll keep it at that but and at that point the entire lunchroom is are like oh my god because everyone's paying attention once again the one thing that ty and his friends didn't want as well is all the attention all the negative attention associated with this and all the negative attention being associated with this guy but yeah what are they gonna do about it though so uh yeah eventually the lunch lady the staff whatever they come over they get him some like milk or some kind of something to make him feel better and get the spice down. Unfortunately, the cleaning crew had to come over and clean up the situation at hand in the lunchroom. And we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the next story, Zach. So anyways, there's this kid in Zach's class who we're going to call Ben again because I just use the name Ben for all my secondary characters. Yeah, so there's this kid in Ben's class, or sorry, not Ben, in Zach's class who we're going to call Ben. 
And uh, Ben had this massive crush on this girl. And we're going to call this girl Ava, right? So Zank, Ben, Ava were all in this class together. And this was sixth grade. So it was like a sixth grade English class. So they had a lot of roundtable discussions. It definitely wasn't like a math class type class. It was, it was like an English, it was an English class, right? They kind of, it was, it was kind of chill, right? It was pretty chill. Anyways, Valentine's Day was coming along. And let me just say that me and Valentine's Day, we have beef. I don't have beef with anyone besides the inventors of Valentine's Day, AKA the Hallmark Corporation, bro. You guys are always screwing me over. It's definitely not me and my stupid actions. It's you guys. But anyways, sure enough, Valentine's Day was coming up. And at the school, there was a little bit... Okay, not just at the school. I understand that everywhere, Valentine's Day is like the day of like, ooh, like love or whatever, or chemicals and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, however, especially at their school, Valentine's Day was like the day people waited. They waited for months sometimes. I don't recommend this. But they waited for months sometimes to ask out the person that they had been interested in on Valentine's Day. It was like a special thing at the school to go above and beyond on the day. So every single year on Valentine's Day, the number of couples in the grade would go from like one or two to like eight. Like it would shoot up and then over the next couple of months, it would decay pretty quickly to like four because, hey, bro, a lot of them were just springing out of nowhere. And, you know, a girl gets asked out on Valentine's Day at the school. It was almost like, oh, my God, you got asked out on Valentine's Day? Samantha, you're so lucky, right? So they would always say yes, and then they'd say no like two weeks later and break up. But anyways, I need to let you know the culture of the school. That's kind of how they did things. Anyways, right, so yeah, uh, in Zach's class, there's this kid named Ben. He had a massive crush on this girl named Ava. Ava and Ben never spoke together, and I told you guys it was an English class, kind of like a roundtable English class. I didn't tell you that for no reason. I told you that because in math classes, for example, in math class, you're probably not going to be able to talk to your crush that much. I mean, hey man, we always find a way, like, you know, you find a way, I find a way. But what I'm trying to say for the most part, in a math class, you're probably not really talking to that many people. Sure, there's some classes that emphasize group work or whatever, but a lot of times you're sitting there, you're listening to the lecture, and then you leave. At least in my, like, my Calc 1 class, there's this girl who sat in front of me, and let's just say that like I was like, wow. But there was like no opportunities. Well, there could have been, but I was also much lamer at the time, so I just didn't make any opportunities for myself unless they were easily given to me. However, in a roundtable English class, you're basically forced to talk to everyone. However, somehow, Ben and Ava have never spoken in a class that emphasizes speaking with everyone. Even when they were in small groups together, Ben would never say a word to her. So it was a little bit uh, not a good idea that he was planning to ask her out to be his girlfriend <laughs> on Valentine's Day, bro. So anyways, Ben and the subscriber who submitted this story, Zach, which by the way, Zach submitted this to me on Instagram. Go to Instagram, look up Connor Pugs, follow me, and then message me your story. That's where I get a lot of them. Anyways, Zach and Ben were acquaintances. They weren't close friends. Um, they weren't anything like that. However, they were cool with each other. And sometimes they would talk about stuff. And Zach almost had a older brother mentor type relationship, which is kind of funny for sixth graders, right? It's like, y'all are both six, you're both are in sixth grade, bro. Like, chill out. However, though, um, on 
February 12th, two days before, before Valentine's Day, Zach and Ben were walking away from class because they had English class together. They were walking to the locker where they had their backpacks. And they would do this every once in a while. Not every day, but every once in a while they'd talk about life or talk about sports. And sometimes Ben would ask for advice in the girl department. And Zach knew that Ben had had this thing for Ava for a while now. And he's like, dude, you need to talk to her. He, he rammed it in again and again and again every single time. He's like, you need to talk to her. And Ben would be like, well, I'm just preparing. I'm just planning. Here's the thing. A lot of you guys don't want to hear it. And a lot of times I didn't want to hear it. If you're constantly in a state of planning or preparing to do something, it could be girls, it could be a business, it could be a school project, you're not doing anything. If you're planning for longer than you really need to, which be honest about yourself, the only thing you're doing is procrastinating. Yeah, the only thing you're doing is procrastinating. So when Ben would keep telling Zach, oh, I'm just preparing myself to be the best person for her. Look, there's nothing wrong with self-improvement. I think it's kind of a good space to, it's a good thing to do. Like it's good to always want to better yourself. But don't go down the rabbit hole of, I'm not going to talk to her. I'm just going to self-improve myself until I'm the best version. You will never be the best version of yourself. The whole point is to strive towards that. That is the glory. You will never reach it. You are Sisyphus. You are pushing that boulder up forever. And it will keep rolling down. But the point, it, the point is the pushing up, not getting there. I'm, I don't know why I'm going into this whole rant for you guys. But I've been through so many of these situations when it comes to growth. You just need to talk. You will get better at talking. You're working on your talking, but he would refuse. But on this day, on February 12th, Ben and Zach, you know, Ben told Zach his plans. And he didn't elaborate exactly, which I think if he did, Zach would have actually came in and been like, would have been a lot harsher with him. But more or less, Ben explains to Zach, look, I've been thinking about Ava for a long time. I think it's time I ask her out. It's Valentine's Day. It's weird if I don't ask her, if I'd ask her out on another day. And man, I can't wait another year. And Zach's like, first of all, the whole thing at our school of you can only ask someone out on Valentine's Day is stupid. It's ridiculous. And also, no, like you haven't spoken to her yet, Ben. I've told you this again and again. You have not spoken to this girl. Therefore, you're, bro, like I don't know how else to say it. You need to speak to the girl first for at least a while. You don't even know if you like her. You probably are just madly in love with this false construction of her. That's another thing, not to get too preachy, but if you never actually interact with these girls or guys, depending on who I'm talking to right now, that you are so obsessed with, you're gonna construct a false reality of who they are that they will not live up to. You are in love with your imagination of this fictional character. You're not in love with them. Sorry for being preachy. I just want you guys to not make the mistakes I did. And <laughs> this is a freaking therapy lesson for you and a little bit for me. Anyways, but Ben does not listen. He's like, Zach, I love you, bro. Like, you've always been there for me. I just need to make the call on this one. So Zach says to Ben before they leave, which Zach says if he knew how Ben was going to act, that he would have acted a lot more strongly here. But he says to Ben, look, bro, you can't do this. Like, you can do what you want to do. Like, I actually can't control your life, believe it or not. But you, this is a bad idea, and I promise you it's going to end poorly. You're going to be embarrassed, and I just need you to hear it from me that if you do this, I'm not responsible, basically. 
And Ben's like, you know what, Zach? You always want the best for me. I appreciate you, but I'm doing this. And Zach's like, okay. February 14th, dun, dun, dun. It is Valentine's Day. Everyone walks into school. There's kind of like this, uh, this energy in the air, knowing that a lot of people are going to have really exciting days today. And there's a lot of girls that are very hopeful and a lot of guys maybe that are hopeful on this day that maybe they'll be asked out. And there's a lot of nervous people knowing that they're going to ask someone out and not knowing the answer, even if they kind of have an expectation of the answer. And then there is Ben, who is about to embarrass himself. Anyways, so let's move to English class. They all get to English class and it's the very beginning. And this is kind of the teacher settling down. And the teacher's a chill, like teacher's kind of fresh out of college or whatever, or fresh out of grad school. I don't know what you need for teaching English. I really don't know, bro. And so uh, this teacher's chill and we'll spend like five minutes at the beginning of the class like on their phone and be like, guys, this is a warm up period, which basically means the teacher's not trying to teach for the full 45 minutes and just wants to chill on their phone for five minutes. So congratulations, you get to goof around for five minutes. So this kind of like limbo period in class, they're all sitting there. Ava's sitting with her friends. Zach is kind of sitting in the back. Zach has a little bit of a pit in his stomach because he knows what's about to happen, but he does not know the degree to which what is about to happen is about to happen. So yeah, sure enough, um, Zach uh, watches as Ben gets up, walks over to Ava's desk. He is hoping, he's praying, he thinks that it's gonna be Short, brutal, and quickly done. A nice, okay, a nice execution in quotations, right? Quick, done, not horse-drawn and carriage or whatever that's called. Very quick and easy. No, he sits down, he's sad, and then he realizes he's an idiot for what he was doing. But no. Ben gets down on one knee and screams, Attention, class! Attention! And Zach's like, No! No! My son! No! So everyone stops what they're talking about, including the teacher, to look at what's going on. Zach, oh sorry, Ben, not Zach, Zach would never do this. Ben is on one knee, and he's like, Ava, you mean the world to me, and I wanted you to know that. But I not only wanted you to know that through my words, I wanted you to know that through my song. Ben can't sing, by the way, so this reenactment is probably accurate. Basically at that level. So he like has a fake, he takes a pencil as a fake microphone, gets up and starts walking around like it's a music video. And he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, Ava, aw. Bro actually has the freestyling ability of like, bro, some of these like random, uh, bro has no freestyling ability. I hope, and he, he probably wrote this down beforehand too. And he's like, Ava, every day that I come into class, I feel alive. Yeah. Ava. And she's just sitting there like, oh my God. Because she did not expect this today. She probably was talking to some other guy who maybe even already asked her outright. But she, at the end of the day, she was not expecting this. Yeah. So this goes on for a couple seconds. And that's when, thankfully, this wasn't like a five minute long song. This wasn't Mirrors by Justin Timberlake, full edition. Good song, by the way, but oh my God, it's nine minutes or something. Anyways, he eventually is like, so Ava, what will you say? Will you be my girlfriend? And the whole class goes silent. And Ava's like, like, Ben, I'm sorry. I just don't know you. 
And Ben's like, well, I'm giving you an opportunity to know me very well. <laughs> Dude, if she says no the first time, don't look for a yes. You're not going to get a yes. If you, like, trick her or um, convince her in some other way, like, you uh, shame her into saying yes. Bro, if she doesn't want to say yes the first time, tricking her, shaming her, coercing her, somehow getting her to say yes, that's not a natural yes, bro. Trust me, that's not what you want, guys. Come on now. Anyways, though, so she, yeah, she's just like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, Ben. She didn't say bro. Sorry, bro. I can't do it. No, she's like, I'm sorry, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. I don't know you like that. I can't. So Ben is like, oh, oh, okay. And he walks back. But Ben doesn't sit next in his old seat. He sits down in the empty seat next to Zach. And they sit there in silence for a little bit as the teacher starts the class a little bit earlier than usual because of, uh, you know, what's going on right now. And uh, she uh, starts a class sooner than usual because she doesn't like the awkward period of silence. And uh, by the end of it, Zach and Ben walk out. And they walk together, but they walk in silence for a second. And that's when Ben says, you're right. And Zach says, don't worry about it, bro. Like, learned a lot today. Don't let this lesson slip you by. And after that, they start talking about freaking Spider-Man or sports or they immediately they immediately jump over the topic because Zach knew that he didn't need to explain anything that Ben didn't learn as terrible as that was traumatic events in that regard are sometimes the best teachers we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the third story Gavin so anyways in Gavin's class there was a spoiled kid and this spoiled kid was kind of notorious for being a spoiled kid And he basically gets the same description that I give to 90% of the spoiled kids in my spoiled kid story times. Basically, this kid grew up super rich, and you can grow up super rich and, like, be a totally fine person, but sometimes it really goes to your head. You think you're better than everyone, you've never been told no, you've never had to work for anything. Take all those characteristics, put this on the spoiled kid in this story. Anyways, so the spoiled kid had this habit. I don't know if it's a habit, I don't know if that's the right word to say, but basically... He was a big fan of, like, hype beast culture. There's nothing wrong with having, like, liking the idea of, like, some shirt or whatever that costs a lot more money than it should. I go through phases of being a grandpa and being like, you know what? Shirts should, you should really only pay for the utility of a thing. And then I go through periods of, like, oh, bro, that hoodie is sweet. Like, oh, like, oh, it has that logo? That's cool. I go through periods of both, man. It's just, it's really not that deep. However, it was a type of a situation where the spoiled kid had access to his parents' credit card with basically an unlimited funds on it, which uh, is basically like playing GTA 5, like, but a hacked version. The game loses fun. I never, I actually never play GTA, but I hear from people who have, like, unlimited money glitches. Bro, it's just not fun after a while. The whole point of the game was to get the money. And now that you, you know, I mean, now that you have it all, it loses its value. Anyway, so, so yeah, sure enough, every single day, the spoiled kid would come in with some crazy outfit, right? He was a big fan of flexing. There's nothing wrong. It's, it, flexing is very questionable. Um, having a few nice things, there's nothing that inherently wrong. I mean, I fall for some stuff like that. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, right? Um, uh, but also, like, the spoiled kid literally every single day had some freaking Supreme, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, some, some kind of crazy combination of stuff every single day. And every single day was basically new because the spoiled kid at the end of the week would buy a whole new wardrobe just to flex on everyone. 
And he didn't do so in silence, by the way. The spoiled kid was extremely vocal about his, what he was wearing that day. Let me give you an example. Okay, so random day. Spoiled kid would walk into class. Everyone would look at him because he'd have some new Louis Vuitton shirt, frickin' bape shoes, crazy whatever pants. He'd have some, some, some kind of combination. And if that's your style, okay, whatever. But basically, the spoiled kid would sit down, and he would turn to some random kid. It would actually normally be a different kid like every single time. It's funny. But he would turn to some random kid, and he'd be like, do you know how much these shoes cost? And the kid would be like, uh, no. It's like, $400. And he'd turn to another kid. Do you know how much this shirt costs? Oh, oh, $300. And he would just keep doing this every single day. So it wasn't as if he was just flexing, which is to some degree questionable at this, in general, right? Especially when you go crazy, right? But he was like blatantly flexing. Like, he wasn't just wearing items of clothes with high values, and it's like, oh, there's a high value implied with this clothing. Ooh, whatever, right? He was blatantly stating it, which is just kind of like, oh, okay. Okay, man. So, one, this story, a lot of background, and I know, I know, but it's necessary. This story all starts one day when the spoiled kid, the worst possible thing ever happens to the spoiled kid, and he has a crazy tantrum meltdown, and it's hilarious, but also pretty cringe. So on this day, the spoiled kid was wearing some, like, Louis Vuitton shirt or something, and he comes in, and he's doing his normal routine or whatever of blah, blah, blah this, blah, blah, blah that, and some kid is walking in that day, and he's a little late, because the spoiled kid's always a little late. He's walking by the spoiled kid, kind of in a rush to get back there, because he, you know, he's already late, so he's trying to sit down quickly. The spoiled kid is leaning over to one side to be like, do you know how much my freaking, this Gucci brick I have? Oh, it's a trillion (laughs) dollars. You can afford that. (laughs) Then he leans over to talk to the person to the left of him. This kid is literally Eric Cartman, by the way, if Cartman had a lot of money, right? He leans over to the left of him. And when he leans over to the left of him, the spoiled kid doesn't realize that the, the other kid who's late is kind of rushing down the aisle. And the kid who's rushing down the aisle has a thermos, a thermos full of soup because he wasn't able to eat breakfast that morning. And the spoiled kid bumps into the kid. And because he bumps into the kid, the kid kind of falls back a little bit. And a little bit of soup, not even the whole thing, a little bit of soup flies out of the kid's thermos and onto the spoiled kid's Louis Vuitton white shirt. So there's a big soup stain on his super expensive shirt that he was just about to lean over to the person next to him to explain how expensive it was. So like this, the kid is like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry. And keeps walking by and the spoiled kid's like, how dare you? How dare you spill soup? Do you know how much this shirt costs? Do you know how much this shirt costs? And the spoiled kid like gets up and he's like, screaming at this kid and the teacher is like spoiled kid sit down and the spoiled kid turns around and screams like he spilled soup on my $300 shirt (laughs) do you know how much this shirt costs and the teacher okay I think the spoiled kid was expecting the teacher to be on his side 
But I think the teacher had overheard the spoiled kid every single day and was also very aware of the spoiled kid's parents' financial situation and also very aware of that he had access to it because of the rotation of clothes that the spoiled kid had. Every single day, it was something new. So the teacher said, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't wear a $300 shirt in a class. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And the spoiled kid was so shocked that the teacher didn't fold to his every whim, right? That he's like... <laughs> My dad is going to sue the school. It's going to sue you, teacher. It's going to sue you. It points to, like, the kid who's, like, rushing to get to the seat. And the kid's like, okay, bro, like, whatever. Because <laughs> no one takes him seriously. The spoiled kid is at the edge of tears and then starts crying in the middle of class. This kid has spent the entire year flexing stuff that other people can't afford and doing it blatantly. And the second that he bumps into someone and gets soup spilled on his shirt, he starts crying. The spoiled kid, in tears, runs out of the classroom. And the subscriber, Gavin, who submitted this, just looks at his friend and is like, are you serious right now? How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we have a story of another spoiled kid who does something absolutely crazy. This is another one of those stories of those spoiled kids who are just, just so ridiculous that you, you just can't help but just sit there and think, wow, these people really populate the earth with us. That's freaking crazy, bro. So with that all being said, leave a like in the video to claim you free nothing, and let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the story, Adrian. And so there was a new kid who was moving into the neighborhood, and the new kid's mom reached out to a bunch of other kids' moms in the neighborhood because she was added to a neighborhood Facebook group or something. I don't know what moms do. I also don't know how Facebook works. I don't know much about either. Um, but yeah, so uh, the mom must have reached out to Adrian's mom and said, hey, like, uh, I got a son that's your son's age. Um, or probably asked, like, if she has a son, how old her, her son is. And then, oh, my son's your age as well. So they got an invitation over. It was, uh, this was all happening over the summer. I think the plan was that, like, the spoiled kid, or who they didn't know was the spoiled kid, but we're going to call the spoiled kid, right? The spoiled kid just got there, and the spoiled kid's mom is like, ah, well, I want to make sure my son has friends as he goes into school. Obviously. I think all moms want that, right? So anyways, Adrian, on one Friday night is driving over with his mom. And uh, they're driving to a place, a part of the neighborhood that they had never been to. I think Adrian pass, would pass by it every once in a while, but it was like one of those gated communities. So you'd look inside the gates and you'd be like, dang, those are some nice houses, I guess. But this time they were given the access code or whatever. Apparently in this gated community, they would change the access code every single day. And like, if you had a guest, you just give them the right access code. and. People who had, like, lived there, had accounts you could log in. I don't really... That's unnecessary details, right? So they get the access code, they go to the door, they type it in or whatever, the gate opens up, and they go through. And Adrian is just stunned that houses like the houses he's seeing exist in the neighborhood with him, right? He's, he's like, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, that's crazy. Like, he, he passes by houses that are three to four times as expensive as his, and he, he doesn't have, like, a inexpensive house necessarily it's just a very normal very very kind of standard american middle class suburbs type house but he's going through these like mega these like mini mansion type houses however it only gets crazier because the spoiled kid doesn't live here the spoiled kid lives at the very end of this gated community and it's it was almost as if like the houses became more and more extravagant the farther you went down maybe it wasn't 
as if. Maybe it just simply was that the houses got more and more extravagant the farther you went down. But anyways, you know, Adrian is like, starts to say stuff to his mom like, wow, I've never seen any place like this. And Adrian's mom was very quick to be like, hey, make sure you don't say anything about it to the spoiled kid. Yeah, apparently, like, his parents do pretty well, but, you know, it's pretty awkward and it's pretty rude to say anything about money right away. Little does uh, Adrian know that the spoiled kid probably needs to learn this lesson himself. But anyways, they eventually make it to the kind of end of the driveway, in a sense, and they, you know, Adrian's mom's like, oh, well, there it is, like, 722 Plain Street or whatever. I don't freaking know. I'm not going to actually give an actual address, but... Yeah, so Adrian is just looking at this house. And it is the most ridiculous thing he's ever seen. It's got like three, four stories. It's massive. It has a massive driveway with like a big old car garage. It's got a huge pool in the back that you can see spilling out. It's got a crazy, it, it is like the most ridiculous house you've ever seen. Sure, it's not one of those Hollywood mega mansion $20 million houses, but it's the equivalent for a normal, not normal person, but for a non-celebrity type person. Like, this is definitely a house that a CEO of a really big company would live in, right? So Adrian was immediately pretty floored. And uh, his mom's like, hey, man, remember what I said. Don't say anything about it. It's rude. Let's just go in there. Let's meet the kid. So they walk in, or they walk up to the front house. Yeah, they walk up to it. It's not as if they get out of the car and go to the front door. They legitimately walk up this big winding trail to eventually, eventually get to the front door. They knock on it. They wait a second. You hear the, dar- the, the barking of two dogs or whatever. The door opens up, and it seems to be the spoiled kid's mom. It's like, oh, says the name of Adrian's mom. Like, oh, so good to meet you. They give, like, the very fake mom hug. I think you guys know what I mean. And then she looks down at Adrian. It's like, oh, you must be us, your mom's son. She says it. Okay, she's using names, and the way I'm saying it is weird, but you know what I mean. You must be Kathy's son. Let's say her name's Kathy, right? And he's like, yes, like, my name's Adrian. Nice to meet you. Um, thanks for having me today. She's like, oh, thanks for coming. I know spoiled kid. He's just really nervous about not making friends. So I, I, I'm sure he's so excited right now to meet you. She yells up, spoiled kid, your friend is here. And then you hear, mom, I'm playing Fortnite. Go away. And you can see the spoiled kid's mom. Her face just goes like very like freaked, like freaked out for a second. And then she, like, almost, like, internally calms herself down. And it's like, oh, he's funny sometimes. He's such a little prankster. And, like, Adrian looks up his mom, and Adrian's mom looks down at him. Because they're kind of exchanging a look of, like, that definitely wasn't no prank, bro. Like, let's be real. This kid is already a menace. Like, I can already tell. So they walk into the house, and when Adrian walks into the house, it is, like, once again, I mean, this is not a surprise at this point, as he's seen the how extravagant the front of the house is, and probably presumably the back is. But once he enters the house, it meets expectations of being the craziest thing he's ever seen. The most ornate, decorated uh, inside of a house he's ever been in. He, like, it's something that you'd see in one of those like celebrity or those crazy house magazines that's like, look at this person, who's richer than you? You will never make this on your salary. <laughs> it's like one of those type of magazines, right, that I kind of question the point of them existing. But yeah, so he walks up and, uh, or he walks like in and uh, the spoiled kid's mom says, oh, spoiled kid's room is just up the stairs. And uh, yeah, you're going to go, you're going to take a left and then you'll probably figure out where it is. So Adrian decides, so Adrian walks up the stairs and he's kind of hearing very faintly, and then 
louder and louder as he approaches, kind of like Fortnite gaming noises, right? You know, shooting, building. I didn't play a lot of Fortnite, so my analogies will be a little bit off. But anyways, um, so he goes up the stairs and he kind of hears, he gets closer and closer to a room that, you know, presumably is a spoiled kid's room. He knocks on it and the spoiled kid says, it's just like, just grunts. The spoiled kid's like, uh. Okay, that's not, don't, don't make that weird, bro. But anyways, he just kind of makes like a weird grunt sound instead of actually responding. But, you know, Adrian wasn't going to wait outside forever. And he also knew for a fact that this was the spoil kid's room. So he walks into the room and he sees the spoil kid behind this massive monitor, right? This very big, massive monitor. You would have thought that this guy was like an investment banker at like JP Morgan Chase or something by the size of these mod, these dual screen monitors. You would have thought that this guy was like some quantitative analysis guy working at a quant fund or something like that. You would have thought that this guy was getting paid $600,000 a year to do math models at two Sigma, bro. Like this guy is just cranking, crank. He's just building shit in Fortnite, bro. Like it's not a, you don't need this, but whatever, right? He gets into the room and uh, Adrian is kind of just like, he's completely blown away again, which I mean, he's kind of not blown away because he's expecting it, but he's just once again, couldn't potentially expect this. Blown away by the inside of the spoil kid's room. Just imagine anything you could ever want, multiply it by three, and then add more stuff that you don't even know that you want in this room. And that is the spoil kid's room plus some. This thing is the most like extravagant, like kid's dream type thing. It is has the biggest gaming computer ever, huge monitors. You got the Lego Death Star. You got a huge rack of shoes or whatever. You got a big closet that's like very clearly very big. Um, you got everything. You got the coolest light setup. You got, um, I don't know, charging port for his phone, iPad, literally everything possible. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it beyond, besides just imagine something unimaginable. <laughs> That should be easy. Imagine something unimaginable, add two to it, multiply it by seven, and you got the spoiled kid's room. So anyways, you know, uh, Adrian says, hey man, what's good? My name's Adrian. And the spoiled kid doesn't respond to him. He's just playing Fortnite. And he's just like, he's cranking 60s or whatever. I don't know the phrase, sorry. He's just playing a bunch of Fortnite, not paying any attention to the fact that another human being is, is, is in his room. And Adrian's kind of thinking to himself, this kid just not hear me or is he ignoring me and adrian just kind of like thinks about it for a second and says okay this kid definitely heard me because it's not like he had headphones in because the noise was super loud like everyone could hear it and like it, he adrian said it loud enough that the kid definitely heard so adrian just sits there or stands there i should say awkwardly for five whole minutes and that's not like an exaggeration or saying like oh i stood there for five minutes legitimately five whole minutes of this kid just playing Fortnite, and eventually he loses he takes his fist boom slams on his desk he's like you're hacking and just like turns around is like oh uh hi there like oh sorry i forgot you're you're here um what's good my name's spoiled kid um says his actual name but my name's spoiled kid what's your name brett Adrian's like, no, it's it. He's like, okay, whatever. Um, what's good, bro? Like, what do you like to do? And Adrian's just like, oh, I'm not Brett, but whatever. He's like, um, I don't know. I like to go uh, hiking. Um, I like the outdoors. I like, you know, spending time with my dog. Uh, I play basketball. And this boy kid's like, okay, cool, whatever. 
I play golf, Fortnite, and I like driving fast cars. Next. Adrian's like, dude, you're like 14. How do you drive fast cars? He's like, you know, when your dad has a little bit of authority, you know, you can kind of do what you want and not worry about it. And Adrian immediately is like, oh my God, I definitely am not going to like this kid. And he's like, oh, also another thing, huge fan of shoes, big shoe guy. And Adrian's like, oh, cool. Adrian to himself is like, all right, I definitely need to just come up with a conversation. Like, I just need to come up with something. And he's like, okay, um, what kind of shoes do you like? And this boy little kid, like, gets off his chair, walks up to Adrian, looks down at Adrian's shoes, and is like, well, first of all, not those. Adrian's got, like, a standard pair of Nikes. Like, what? The very solid shoes, very whatever shoes. Spoiled kid's like, yeah, definitely not those, bro. Like, what? <laughs> Dude, what? you get this from, like, bottom of the dumpster or something? <laughs> and Adrian's like, what? I, I've had these for, like, a year. Of course they're not going to be great. But he's like, aha, very funny, dude. Ha-ha, you're so funny. Ha-ha-ha. Adrian immediately knew that him and this kid were not going to get along. But the thing is, he can't just go down and tell his mom, hey, this kid sucks. Sorry, Miss Spoiled Kid. Your son's the worst. We're leaving, right? Can't do that. It's bad etiquette, apparently. Um, not that you know, the, the, the Spoiled Kid is having great etiquette either, but, you know, Adrian's like, all right, I just got to power through this. Hopefully dinner's sick, and then we'll just dip out of here, and then I will never talk to him again. Cool, whatever. So they have a conversation, or I should say Adrian is being talked to. It's, conversation normally entails that it's both ways, but in this situation... It's literally just Adrian being talked to for like 20 minutes about the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid's not even talking. He's simply just bragging at this point. To be more specific, he's simply bragging. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I got like this really nice, really nice shoe collection. And by really nice, I mean super sweet. Yeah, you know, I don't really see my dad that much. And, you know, Adrian's like, you're telling me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so he just kind of gives me a credit card and I can do whatever I want with it. And if he ever complains, I'm like, well, you're never here, bro. So it's either credit card or you're here. Adrian's like, damn, that's kind of sad. But anyways, the spoiled kid's like, yeah, so I've been buying all these shoes. I've been like spending a lot of money on this stuff, man. I mean, like, take a look at these Air Force, Nike, X, Gucci, whatever's it come up with something expensive, right? He's like, yeah, these literally cost half a band, bro. Adrian's like, what? He's like, $500, dummy. And Adrian's just like, oh, what? And he looks at these shoes, and they were like the ugliest things he's ever seen. He's like, bro, what? He's got like a pair of clean Nikes, bro. What are you doing with all this? And the kid's like, yeah, yeah. So these are limited edition. They're exclusive, small batch. Um, you know, I've definitely, like when I was a couple days ago, I was walking in the mall, so they had, a, they had a mall around them that was, like, a fairly popular location. He's like, besides it being super grimy, like, I definitely, definitely caught a bunch of diseases from there. Am I right? Adrian's like, okay. He's like, yeah, I was walking around in these, in these bad boys and points to, like, the Nike Supreme bricks or whatever he's wearing on his feet. And he's like, yeah, you know... I was, like, walking around in these, and, like, all the, all the chicks, all the baddies, bro, were totally looking at me, and they were like, whoa, I know those shoes are 500 bucks. Adrian's just like, that's definitely not real. That's not a true story. That's not a true story, man. That's, that's fake news. But he doesn't say that. He's like, oh, for real? 
you talking to any of them? He's like, no, they totally wanted it, but like, nah, I'm a pass, bro. And Adrian's just looking at this kid. In his head, he's like, this might be the worst kid ever. Like, I thought he's going to suck, but this is just whole new levels, right? I, I, I guess this is, you know, just whole new levels of just sucking. Wow. Okay, cool. Noted. Good to know. I will make sure to tell all my friends how I really feel about you. Anyways, yeah, so the spoiled kid goes on to talk about, you know, shows off some other stuff in his room. He's like, oh, 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 I got something to show you. And Adrian's like, yes. He's like, come on, come on, come, come with me, come with me. So they walk down the stairs, and they pass by the spoiled kid's mom and Adrian's mom sitting there. And Adrian's mom is actually looks like she's having a decent time talking to the spoiled kid's mom. Like, they're just talking about mom stuff, like... The weather is nice today. I don't know what moms talk about, bro. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, they walk down and Adrian's mom looks over and kind of gives a, or like the spoil, sorry, the spoiled kid's mom looks over and gives the spoiled kid a thumbs up. The spoiled kid's like, shut up, man. And they, <laughs> sorry, they just, and they keep walking. They go out the door and the spoiled kid is taking them around back. He's like, yeah, so I just wanted to like, uh, I thought I'd show you some cool stuff, like. You definitely don't have access to stuff like this, so you're welcome in advance. Adrian's like, don't punch this kid in the face, bro. Hold it together. Don't drop kick him in the nuts. Just deep breaths. Send meditation or something my mom was telling me. Just hold it together, man. Hold it together. He's like, yeah, so if you want to take a little look over here, and he like, oh, goes over to the garage, goes over, like types in a pin code or whatever. He's like, you didn't see my code, right? Adrian's like, no. And the spoiled kid's like, you're totally lying. Like, I know you're definitely going to try and lift one of these cars, but don't even try it, bro. Like, they, they, they have trackers on all of them, and we will come and get it. Adrian's like, I wasn't going to lift your car. What's Like, what are you talking about? He's like, whatever, man. Uh, anyways, so I know this is a big opportunity for you um, because you probably will never, ever have access to, like, look at these, let alone, like, even get near one ever again. Adrian's like... Okay. <laughs> Word, bro. Cool. And this well, it's like, yeah. So you take a look over here. This is my uh, my uh, dad's Ashton Martin. Got a Mercedes C Class. Got a uh, oh, this this one's not bad. This is a little uh, little sports car over here. It's not too not too bad. He says the name like Ferrari Bugatti. The the cheaper one, the two. They're both like super expensive, but you know what I mean. Like not the, the I think one of them's like crazy crazy, and one of them's like crazy. Um, so he's like, yeah, and there's, like, some other stuff, but, like, you maybe want to sit in one of these cars, and I can take a photo of you in it, so you, for, like, a second, you can be like, oh, man, look at me, guys, I'm in this car, even though it's, like, totally not your car, and you totally will never have one, but if you want to take the photo, I will give you the opportunity, because I'm just nice like that. And spoil, uh, uh, Adrian is just like, oh, my God. This kid's the freaking worst. Yes, you guys might be thinking this kid's pretty bad. Well, let me just say that he goes full mask off. He gets super blatant. And he actually, believe it or not, gets worse. Just literally give it a second, dude. Real quick. Re- God, my voice is broke. Sorry. Real quick, if you made it as far into the video, I'll comment spoiled down below. I know it's the same word almost every time. But one of these times, I'm going to change it. And you sneaky, you, you, I'm looking at you, being all sneaky or whatever, you're going to comment spoiled in five minutes into the video, and it's going to be like, potato, and then you're going to look like an idiot. So, always watch till this part of the video. 
I'll try and hard as many comments I can to say spoiled, as I appreciate you guys making it this far into the video. Uh, Spotify down below, full-length videos are in there. TikTok down below, short-form videos are on there. Follow me in both those places, help the channel out. And finally, the best thing you can do, literally, is just after this video, watch another one of my videos. Binge watch or just watch a bunch of my old videos. It really does boost the channel. Easy way to do that is the Storytime playlist, playlist of all my old stories. Pin comment down below. That all being said, let's just get back to it. Not trying to waste your time. So anyways, right, the spoiled kid. Yes, the spoiled kid. Um, you might be thinking, well, this can't be much worse. Like, this kid sucks. You're not wrong. This kid does suck. But it does get worse. Like, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but this kid actually finds a way to somehow get worse. And uh, yeah, you're about to see that. So anyways, eventually Adrian and the kid go back upstairs. He's like, all right, well... They walk up to his room, and the spoiled kid's like, yeah, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll some fort right now. You can, like, stand there or something. Just don't break anything, because I will make you pay for it. Which is like, bro, what? Yeah, so <laughs> this, this guy's just standing, in the just standing in his room as the spoiled kid watches him. And, uh, yeah, he's just kind of, like, standing there watching the kid play Fortnite. And that's when the kid's mom, the spoiled kid's mom, yells down saying, boys dinner time or whatever you know they're saying like, whatever right and uh, the spoiled kid's like mom i'm playing fortnite <laughs> like just completely taking it out on her for no good reason and you know adrian's just standing there so awkwardly because it's like yeah you know my mom and i've gotten into disagreements before but i'd never take it out like i'd never do something like that and i 100 percent agree with adrian like that's ridiculous can't be yelling at your mom like that I really don't care what it's about, bro. Even if she's doing something a little messed up, you gotta sit down, say it politely, say it nicely. You gotta, come on. There's no other way, man. Anyways, though, so Adrian's just staying there really awkwardly because he's like, man, I can't disrespect. I'd never disrespect my mother like that. If you have to learn one thing from the Connor Pugs YouTube channel, just be nice to your parents, right? Respect them for what they've done, unless in very few situations, then there's always exceptions to rules, but generally... Accept that as a rule. Generally. Remember, I'm saying generally. Anyways, though. Yeah, so Adrian is just standing there, and this guy, this spoiled kid, is, he's actually all right at Fortnite. Well, because he spends all this time playing it. So the game goes on for another five minutes, and the spoiled kid's mom once again yells up to them, being like, hey, your uh, dinner's getting cold. And he's like, shut up, mom. Shut up. And, like, Adrian's just standing there so stunned. Because the first time was aggressive. But this was, like, low-key out of left field aggressive. Like, this, this was kind of crazy aggressive, right? So, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm sure the spoiled kid's mom was, like, super embarrassed in front of Adrian's mom. Being like, oh, how did you raise your son? Does he do this to you? He doesn't? Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Adrian is standing there. And then eventually the spoiled kid loses. And he literally takes his mouse and throws it against the wall. And it, like, explodes into a million pieces. And this is definitely, like, a $100 mouse or something. And, you know, he's like, ah, that guy was so cheating, bro. And Adrian's like, oh, my God, like, do you have another mouse or something? Spoiled kids, yeah, like, I got 15. I break them all the time. And he literally walks over to a drawer, opens it up, and there's, like, $1,500 mouses. You know that you're a spoiled kid, right? When you buy 15, like $1,500 worth of watches, watches, sorry, $1,500 worth of mice because you break your mouse so often 
that you just need to like, you need to have 15 on hand at all time. Like that's, that's the mark of the spoiled kid right there. But it gets worse. Yep, it gets worse. So eventually spoiled kid and uh, Adrian walk down. And at the dinner table, there is like, I don't know, some kind of meal in the center. And it looks really good. It's like a very fire meal. So like, you know, they're going around passing it down. And the spoiled kid's mom's like, so Adrian, tell me about yourself. Like, whatever, right? Adrian's like, yeah, my name's Adrian. I like, uh, you know, going outside, playing tons time with my dog, basketball. She's like, oh, Spoiled Kid used to do basketball in second grade with his little buddies. And Spoiled Kid's like, yeah, I don't do it anymore because it's, like, so stupid or whatever. I'd rather play Fortnite in cars. And he's, like, literally on his phone the whole time, by the way. So for the next duration of this kind of, like, conversation, Spoiled Kid's on his phone. Like, he's not paying any attention, or he's paying at least half attention, right? So, yeah, sure enough, um, you know, eventually, uh, Spoiled Kid's mom's like, so, uh... Tell me a little bit about your school. The spoiled kid mutters under his breath. Poor person school. Oh, this is this should be so great. <laughs> Whatever. And like everyone heard it. Like he didn't mutter it under his breath in a way that people didn't hear it. He muttered it under his breath in a way that everyone heard it. <laughs> so like spoiled kid's mom, her face just goes like drops again. Just like, oh my god. And uh yeah, um Adrian's mom was kind of a little shocked because besides the first thing she ever heard the spoil could say that was pretty crazy was yelling at his mom, you know. And this, she's like, okay. Adrian is like kind of trying to take this comment in stride, right? It's like, yeah, um, it's cool. A lot of good people there. You know, teachers are fine. You know, school is nice enough. And the spoiled kid's like, I bet the school sucks and it's ugly. Because uh, the poors are there. <laughs> and so Adrian looks over at him like, bro, we can hear you. Like, I know you know that we can hear you, but you're almost as acting as if, like, you're talking to some, like, audience that doesn't hear. Like, what, what, why? And Adrian just kind of looks at him, the spoiled kid's mom, has this, like, big smile on her face, like, <laughs> don't listen to my son. He does not represent me or my family. Right. And she's like, oh, that's so great. Um... Yeah, t tell me about your school. Like, what do you guys have there? And he's like, oh, so we got, like, basketball court. Um, uh, what else do we have, Mom? And, you know, Adrian's mom's like, oh, well, you guys got a park or something. Spoiled kid's like, but you guys got a crap-ass park. Lol. <laughs> They're all just looking at him like, bro, shut up. And uh, he's like, uh, basketball court? <laughs> Figures, bro. Do you guys not even have, like, golf course or something? And Adrian looks at him. It's like, bro, we do not have a golf course at our school. What? This this is like high school or middle school, bro. <laughs> Wait, what middle school did you go to, dude? He's like, uh, he's like, whatever. I'll get used to it. Uh, everyone has to make sacrifices, I guess. And uh, conversation goes on. More details I don't really need to give you. But at some point, right, the spoiled kid, like, turns his mom. He's like, mom... Do I really, can, can, can you not just, like, put me in some, like, private school or something? Like, please? Or can you just, like, homeschool me so I can play Fortnite all the time? She's like, no. Your dad and I both went to our local public schools, and it was a great foundational period. We learned a lot about character. We, we made some of our best friends. Like, I, I, I will, I, I, we think it's important for you. And they start having this whole conversation, right? While Adrian and his mom are awkwardly sitting at the table. And he's like, Mom, 
I've told you this before, but it makes me really uncomfortable when I have to sit next to people who are of a lower socioeconomic status as us. And, like, Adrian and his mom are just looking at each other like, bro, bro, he just said that. Dude just, dude just went full mask off. Yo, yeah, yeah, so, and, like, Adrian's mom is like, or, sorry, Spoiled Kid's mom is like, you will not speak like that when we have guests at the table, implying that, yeah, speak like that when we don't have guests at the table. It's totally chill. We love saying stuff like that around here. That's us. That's what we claim, right? Like, what? But anyways, um, Spoiled Kid's like, mom, you know what? You're always telling me to, like, I should express myself, and I should say what I'm thinking, and I, she's like, I, I don't say, and she, he's like, you know what, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Adrian over here. And Adrian's like, oh God, it's looking real poor right now. And Adrian's Bob just like, his, her face is like, bro, what? And Adrian, Adrian's Loki just laughing at this point. He's just laughing because he knows this kid's the worst. He knows this kid sucks and he knows this kid has a long way to go to fix his character. So he's a, he's just dancing, bro. He's just laughing. He's just, he's Josh, and he's goofing around right now. Like, he doesn't, he honestly doesn't care because it's like the funniest thing he's ever said or ever heard. Because, like, look, Adrian doesn't care. Adrian's comfortable in his life. He's happy with who he is. And he gets to watch this spoiled kid have a meltdown because he doesn't have as much money as him. Like, that's the goofiest thing ever. Plus, it makes for a great story. And Adrian's mom, or spoiled kid's mom's like, You will not speak like that to our guests. They came all the way over here, and we are grateful for them to come aren't we? And he's like, they should be grateful for us. I mean, look, I showed Adrian over here some of like some really sick shoes and some really sick cars. I know for a fact that with like his, <coughs> sorry, I know for a fact that with like his money situation that he would not be ever setting foot anywhere near those cars. So like, they should be thanking us. And it's woke his mom's like, I do not want you at this dinner table anymore. Spoiled Kid's like, good, I'll go play some Fortnite. He literally gets up, knocks over his glass on purpose, and walks upstairs. The Spoiled Kid's mom is just sitting there. And she's just like, I don't, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, right? Adrian's mom's like, it's okay. And she's like, no, it's not. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's gotten into him. Maybe I should bring him on Dr. Phil because that will fix all problems and definitely not just air interpersonal, inner family issues that don't actually get fixed just for views or whatever. But I don't know what to do. And Adrian's mom's like, well, I think you're doing the right thing by sending him to like public school. Like, obviously, he's going to have to learn a thing or two about life. Um, look, you still got a chance to stick with it. Look, I'm here to help if you need anything. I do think we're going to go, though. And she's like, I totally get it. So Adrian and Adrian's mom get into the car. And Adrian's like, why are you so nice to his mom at the end? And Adrian's mom, or Adrian's mom is like, you know, the spoiled kid might have been super awful, dude. But I don't know if she said dude. She's probably like, spoiled kid, I know he was the worst. But, you know, his mom seems really nice. She just seems overwhelmed by the whole situation. And when people are struggling like that, you know, it's always good to reach out and help them. And, you know, at this point, what's the worst? What's the worst that can happen? I either, either the worst has happened and not, is nothing changes. The best that happens is I can actually give some guidance and spoil kid's mom can f- fix his character because it's definitely not so great right now. And uh, Adrian kind of agreed. And uh, moral of the story is, 
I think the morals of this are so obvious. Like, don't be that kid, bro. Like, if, if you don't get that from the story... Click on the video on screen right say. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Look, in my opinion, it's never okay to shame someone for something that they can't control. However, it seems like nowadays, if a guy is under 6 foot 11, they can be shamed and called ugly for something that they genuinely cannot control. In today's story time, this Gen Z girl calls every kid in her class who is under 6 feet ugly and worthless. It's absolutely crazy, so sit back, relax, and let's jump right into the story. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Billy. So anyways, in Billy's class, there was this Gen Z girl. This Gen Z girl spent all of her time on Twitter, as the Gen Z girls do. And by the way, when I say Gen Z girl, I, I use that as like, I don't know, a saying. And I don't mean literally anyone in Gen Z, because I'm technically in Gen Z. It's kind of just a saying for people who spend way too much time on Twitter and TikTok and cancel bread and all, all this wonderful stuff, right? So she spends way too much time on TikTok and Twitter and has come to the belief that uh, all women are queens, all men are terrible, and if a man is under six feet tall, that he is not worth her time. By the way, dude, they're all in eighth grade. Billy's in eighth grade, she's in eighth grade. A lot of guys haven't even hit their growth spurts. Let me admit something to you guys. I am 5'10 to 5'11 on a good day. I am not six feet tall and I will never be. I am basically done growing in that direction, dude. So, uh, yeah, even, like, uh, most kids will not be six feet, statistically. And in Billy's class, there was one kid, one kid alone, who was, like, six feet, but barely six feet, and he was, like, the star basketball player or whatever. Every other kid in Billy's class was under six feet tall because, bro, they're in eighth grade. Like, even the ones that are going to be six feet tall are just not six feet tall yet. I don't know why this is so difficult for people to understand. But one day in class... The Gen Z girl was, like, going around where, like, sat with a bunch of, like, other girlfriends, and Billy was overhearing a conversation that they were having. This conversation went about as follows. So this is the Gen Z girl. Girls, I want to let you know that you should never, ever talk to a guy who's under six feet. They're trash, they're worthless, and we are queens and better. And all the other girls are like, yes, like, you're so right, preach, clap, 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 snap, whatever, I don't even know, dude. And, uh, you know, Billy overhears this, and Billy's sitting at, like, 5'4", but remember, Billy's in 8th grade. First of all, nothing wrong with being 5'4", but also Billy's probably going to grow to be a little bit taller, but he's also very much not 6 feet, and everyone else in his class is very much not 6 feet, except for that one basketball player. So Billy overhears this, and he's kind of like, well, I mean... It's not like I was going to go for the Gen Z girl anyways. I don't need a lecture about how my existence is offensive or something, because that's probably what was going to happen. Yeah, but uh, sure enough, you know, the Gen Z girl, what she starts to do is she starts to go around, like, talking to all the girls in the class. And she starts to try and convince every single one that all men under six feet tall are worthless and ugly and you should never date them, and that they're all the garbage. And the thing is, some look, these are eighth grade girls, eighth graders, right? You can be easily manipulated into believing basically anything. But there were a handful of girls who were like, what? Like, first of all, no, there's more characteristics. Like, I do care about height. I don't necessarily, like, the girls would be like, a lot of them would be like, you know, some of them would be like, I don't care. Some of them would be like, I don't know, I'd prefer a guy to be taller than me, but... Six feet? Like, I'm 5'0 myself. Like, why would I care, dude? 
Um, if a kid is not literally an entire foot taller than me, if anything, that might make it more difficult. But unfortunately, a lot of girls were falling for the Gen Z girls. I don't know, her brainwashing or whatever. Because the Gen Z girl would be like, don't believe me? Watch this informative video. And it's like a TikTok video of someone being like, all men should be executed. And also, if they're under six feet, they're ugly. Yeah, so a lot of stuff like that. And all the other girls would be like, oh, wow, this is so facts, dude. OMG. So yeah, slowly but surely, the Gen Z girl was turning all the girls away and the fir- from all the guys, basically. And the first real instance of this becoming an issue was when uh, Billy had a friend and his friend was Ben. We're going to call him Ben, right? So Ben had this thing for this girl. And uh, maybe this girl deciding that because Ben is not six feet, deciding to like be like L ratio, maybe that says a little bit more about the girl than anything. But Billy, oh, sorry, not Billy. Ben was talking with this girl for a while. And here's the deal. She was actually into Ben. Like, things were going to become legit. I mean, as legit as, like, I don't know, eighth-grade relationships can get. Actually, I had a fire eighth-grade relationship. Happiest spring I've had in a while. So, yeah, they can be legit. Maybe 10th base is holding hands and even as risque, but I don't know. It's still a fun time to be alive. Yeah, but uh, anyways, so things were going really well for Ben until one day this girl just stopped showing interest. So Ben and Billy were friends. And Ben and Billy would talk at lunch every single day about Billy be like, yo, dude, what's going on with the girl? Like, is that going well, bro? And he'd be like, yeah, like, I've heard really good things. We're really talking to each other. I've heard from her friends that she wants to escalate this to like a full on relationship, which, which was a pretty big deal, especially for eighth grade. I think it, it's always a big deal. That stuff's always fun. That stuff never gets boring. But uh, yeah, one day, you know, Billy sits down and Ben sits down and Ben's like, dude, she's like completely cut me off and I don't know what I did. And, uh, I mean, this isn't, like, an uncommon thing. Like, guys are just completely oblivious to what happens around them. I'm speaking from experience. I am CEO of being oblivious, bro. But, yeah, so at first Ben's like, oh, or Billy's like, oh, dude, like, Ben, did you just, like, did you say something? Did you, like, not say something? Like, it was her birthday and you just missed it. And he's like, dude, I I really don't think so. And that's when another guy sits down and says, dude, like, Ben... I'm so sorry, bro. And Ben's like, wait, what are you sorry about? He's like, I heard it's not going well with what's-her-face. And, you know, Ben's like, bro, like, how did you hear? Like, I, I, I haven't told anyone besides Billy, and Billy's sitting right here. And he's like, oh, yeah, you didn't tell me, and Billy didn't tell me, dude. I just, I just heard. And Ben's really confused, because how does this random guy know that it's not going well with this, like, girl that he's talking to? So that's when this random guy explains that basically word has gotten around that the Gen Z girl has like converted 80% of the girls in the class to reject all men that are under six feet tall. And that the girl that Ben was talking to was converted as well. And that she has been instructed by the Gen Z girl to not speak to Ben until he becomes six feet tall. And Ben's like, dude, what? Because, yeah, Ben's like 5'5", five five, which is a total fine, totally fine height. But also in eighth grade, he's probably going to grow taller. There's like a chance, like a, probably a one in two, one in three chance, he will approach, if not surpass, six feet when he actually has a real growth spurt, dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's stupid. I mean, I mean, look, people are allowed to have their preferences, but I don't know. It just seems so stupid, especially for eighth grade. And this is like, Ben's getting mad because he's like, dude, 
I was doing so well with this girl before, like, this nonsense, like, oh, I have to be six feet came in, bro. And, you know, the guy's like, yeah, dude, it really sucks. Like, this one girl is just, like, converted all the girls in our class against us. Like, the Gen Z girl really is just, like, she, she's the op, bro. She's against us, dude. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, so Ben is pretty upset because things were going really well. So they get into class, and Ben, Billy, and the Gen Z girl, they all have class, second class after lunch. So they all have class together. So they all sit down, and when they walk into class, Ben and Billy walk into class together, they see all the girls in the back huddled around the Gen Z girl, and they're watching some TikTok video on the Gen Z girl's phone about, like, ladies, this is why we don't need men at all, unless they're over six feet tall and make seven million dollars a year. So basically, if you guys know any men that are under six feet tall, tell them that they are worthless to society, right? So, and, and, and all the girls are like, yes, this makes a lot of sense. Yes. And all the guys are just kind of sitting there like, bro, what? So eventually class begins. And the teacher's like, all right, guys, like, it's a group project. I'm going to step out for a second because basically they were paired up into groups and they had a kind of a week-long assignment that they had to do. And the teacher's like, today's a work period, like a class period, to just to do work with your projects or your teams. And if you have any questions, I will be in and out of class. I got to, like, make copies or whatever. But whenever I come back, feel free to ask me questions. So the teacher left class for the majority of the class. And when the teacher was back, it was very sparingly. So that's when, like, I don't know. I think Ben was just mad. So Ben, like, gets up and he walks over to the Gen Z girl's table. And the Gen Z girl is like, hi, shorty. What's up, small guy? And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, you heard me. You're under six feet, so you're worthless. And all the girls are like, oh. And Ben's like, dude, what? And at this point, Billy's like, oh, no, this is not going to be good. Because Billy knew that Ben was notorious for going off on people. Like, Ben was a good dude, and Billy liked him. Like, they were boys. But also, like, Ben had no chill. Like, if someone was doing something and they needed to be called out, or even if they didn't need to be called out. That was the problem. Sometimes he would literally just be ruthless to the wrong people. Like, just, just for the sake of being ruthless, he would sometimes just be absolutely ruthless, bro. Yeah, so uh, sure enough, you know, Ben's like, like, what are you saying right now? And she's like, oh, are you coming over to me? Because you're mad that the girl that was, like, falsely in love with you, I got her out of it. Like, you know what? I dodged her a bullet, like... You are so under six feet right now. I, I'm honestly gagging. Am I right, ladies? And they all start laughing. So at this point, Ben is being humiliated in front of the entire class for something that is out of his control. Look, you're allowed to have preferences. I honestly don't care. If, for example, if you're a girl who's watching this and you will only date men or women that are above six feet, that's fine. Like, you're allowed to have your preferences. If you want to date literally no one but one specific person, I do not care. However, that is a completely different story from publicly shaming someone for not fitting within those preferences, right? Uh, that is a completely different story, unless, you know, the shaming is for different reasons. For example, if someone's like a bad person or is doing something bad, that shaming is okay. But that's not shaming because they don't fit within your preferences. That's shaming for a different reason. But to shame someone, one, because they don't fit within your preferences, and two, because of something they literally, physically cannot control, I mean, bro, you're kind of asking for trouble. And so anyways, Ben, Ben is about to go off on her. Ben is about to uh, get himself in a little bit of trouble as well, because 
the teacher is walking in as Ben is going off on this girl. Basically, here's, here's the deal. The Gen Z girl is a little uh, chungus among us. She's a, she's a little uh, bigger than the average person, which is fine. Which is fine, right? Who cares, bro? Live your life. However, in Ben's mind, she was coming after him for a characteristic that he cannot control. So he should be able to go after her for a characteristic that is difficult to control, but possible, right? It is technically possible to change your weight within bounds, but it is impossible to change your height after you grow. Sure, you can do stretches to like get an extra quarter inch out of your spine, but bro, not, not really, not really. And uh, yeah, Ben was about to fight fire with fire and he was unleashing the flamethrower, flame. The secret word of the day is flame. So if you made it this far into the video, comment flame down below. I like to see how many people made it this far. And also, if you check the pinned comment on this video, you'll see a link to the Spotify, which all these story audios are on Spotify as a podcast. So listen on there. And then also a link to both my meme channel and my Reddit story channel. I upload on both those channels every single day. Please go ahead and subscribe. I'm starting both of those from a very low number. So you guys watching means even more on those channels. And I genuinely think you'll enjoy the content. Anyways, let's get back to it. So Ben is about to go off on the Gen Z girl as the teacher is walking back in. So pretty tough timing. So as the, te- as the Gen Z girl, right, is like sitting there calling him short and how he's such a shorty. And the reason why the girl doesn't like him anymore is because I convinced her that you are worthless because you're short. And as the teacher's walking in, Ben is like, I'm not going to take crap from a literal beluga whale like you. And the whole class goes silent. Disclaimer, don't make fun of people's appearances, whether that be for your weight or your height or other reasons. I'm just telling the story. So the entire class goes silent and the Gen Z girl is so mad. She's like, I didn't like, I'm not taking disrespect from someone short like you. And literally like runs out of the class. And Ben's like, what I do? And the teacher was like, Ben, you are not allowed to speak like your fe- to your fellow classmates with such disrespect like that. Go to the principal's office. And that's when, you know, Billy speaks up and says, yeah, like Mr. Teacher, right? Ben messed up. But, you know, he was called, like, short. Like, she was, like, making fun of him for being short, saying that he was, like, unlovable and worthless. And the teacher's like, I don't care, whatever. Like, that literally doesn't matter. Like, Ben, go to the front office now. So now I'm going to tell a bit of the story from Ben's POV, his perspective. So Ben is walking to the front office, and he's walking in steaming, and he's very upset because he overheard, like, he heard the teacher say, it doesn't matter that you were sh- called short and worthless. You called a girl fat, which you can't be doing. You cannot be doing. And I want to say, I do not endorse anyone doing that. Even if you're called a bad, even if someone calls you something bad, don't call them something bad back because then you're basically as bad as them. But Ben, if he was going to be punished, wanted at least equal punishment. He wanted at least equal treatment. So he goes to the principal's office and he sits down. And the principal is like, like son, your teacher just called me. And apparently he called one of your classmates a beluga whale. <laughs> and Ben's like, lol. <laughs> and he's like, son, that's not very funny. Like, that's not a funny thing to do. Like, you know, girls have a lot of self-esteem issues. You cannot be doing that. Like, I mean, we're looking at probably a day of in-school suspension for that, which that's a little harsh. I'm not going to lie. That's a little harsh. But I guess that was the punishment. So Ben's like, okay, 
Like, I accept my punishment. However, I don't think I should be the only one punished here. And the teacher's like, oh, like, do say, like, what do you mean by that? And Ben's like, well, the girl I said that to, which I guess in retrospect was wrong of me to say to, the only reason I did was because I was getting mad because in front of the entire class, she was saying that because I am under six feet, that I will never be loved and that I am worthless, a terrible individual, and that I'm ugly beyond compare, right? And the principal is just looking at Ben. And the principal stares at Ben and looks at him and laughs. And the principal is like, oh, Ben, you think I'm going to get her in trouble for that? You really think that's comparable? And Ben is looking at the principal like, what? Like, are these not the same crimes just committed by different people? Huh? Yeah, so the next day, uh, Ben's not in school. And the day after that, you know, eventually Billy finds Ben. is like, dude, like, what happened? Like, are you good? And uh, basically, Ben goes on to say, dude, I got one day of in-school suspension. He's like, okay, well, I saw the girl yesterday. Is she just getting suspension later? And that's when Ben goes on to say, Billy, dude, no. The principal literally laughed at me when I said that, like, what she did, and I asked her to get punished. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was the ruling that the school gave for this. Guys, sometimes life is unfair, and this is an example. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we have a story time of a Minecraft kid who thinks that Minecraft is real, that the real world is Minecraft, and that there is no difference at all. I know you'll enjoy it, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Alex. So anyways, Alex had to go babysit his cousin, and Alex really didn't want to spend his weekend babysitting his cousin, but at the end of the day, what choice did Alex have? I mean, Alex's mom's like, bro, you're going to do it. And when your mom tells you to do something, I don't know about you, but you just got to do it, man. You just got to do it. Anyway, so Alex heads over to his cousin's house. It's about like a 20-minute walk from his house because they live in pretty much the same area. So it's not that big of a deal. But he gets over there, and Alex's cousin were actually... Okay, so we're going to call throughout the rest of this video Minecraft Kid equals Alex's cousin. So when I say the Minecraft Kid, I'm speaking about Alex's cousin. So anyways, the Minecraft Kid's mom gets to the door, Alex's aunt, and she's like, Alex, thank you so much for coming. Like, I know this is on super short notice, I'm so sorry about that. There's just really nothing. Like, I, I, I needed someone to come, and I was posting on Facebook, and your mom offered you, look, I will be paying you. And Alex was kind of thinking to himself, oh, word, like, I'm getting paid. Like, this actually isn't the worst deal ever. And, yeah, so she's like, I'm so sorry about that. Like, look, um, I know you haven't seen your cousin in a second because Alex's little cousin, the Minecraft kid, was, like, seven and Alex was like 15, so they didn't really have a lot in common. Believe it or not, the seven-year-olds and the 15-year-olds don't really have a lot in common. I mean, Alex might be like, yo, dude, this girl's super hot. And he's like, what's a girl, bro? Like, isn't that just a guy with long hair? But yeah, anyways, uh, one thing they might have in common is they both kind of like Minecraft. However, the Minecraft kid likes it to a little bit of a different extreme. So anyways, Alex's aunt, like, is, you know, at the door talking to him, and that's when the Minecraft kid, a.k.a. Alex's uh, cousin, walks down the stairs. And Alex's uh, aunt turns around and says, oh, perfect, Minecraft kid, says his name, but Minecraft kid, like, you remember your cousin, right? And, you know, Alex kind of looks at him, gives kind of like a smile, very forced, but whatever, but gives a smile and waves. And, bro, his little cousin doesn't even wait a second, doesn't introduce himself, doesn't ask how he's doing. Doesn't say, wow, what fine weather we have outside. He goes right on to saying, do you believe Minecraft is real? Like, this is the opener, bro. 
Like, I've heard of a lot of pretty crazy pickup lines, but I kind of feel like this is a whole new level. Like, imagine just, like, your, your introduction to seeing someone who you haven't seen in years, even though you live pretty close. You haven't seen them in years. Your introduction to seeing them is asking them if they believe if Minecraft, the video game, very good game, by the way. I mean, I play in the background of almost all my videos. But if that game is real. Yeah, that's how we started the whole thing off. So Alex kind of looks at his little cousin suspiciously. Not suspiciously, but just kind of looking at him like, bro, what did you say? Like, what? And, you know, his little cousin's like, yeah. Like, dude, do you think Minecraft is real or not? Alex is, once again, giving him a look of like, bro, I don't know what you're saying right now. Like, I really don't believe I'm hearing what you're saying correctly because you're, you're saying some goofy nonsense right now. But Alex goes on to say, like, all right, in his head, he's like, all right, this kid's, like, seven or whatever. He probably believes, like, I don't know, the fairy princess that, like, I don't know, gives him, uh, I, like, he probably believes a lot of things, right? Like, oh, my God, like, uh, Star Wars is real, too, and uh, Disney characters are real, so whatever, right? Alex goes on to say, uh, he, he doesn't, like, play into it, because Alex had an option of being like, yeah, sure, which he probably should have done in retrospect, as you'll see later on in the story. But he's like... Yeah, no, it's, I don't think Minecraft is real, man, but it's a really great game. One would have thought that that would have been a totally fine response. Like, one would have thought that if you said that, that you would have been off the hook. Like, who cares, right? Maybe you don't think Minecraft is the greatest game ever. However, you enjoy the game. You give it, you know, what it's worth. You know, you give it the respect it deserves. However, the Minecraft kid, a.k.a. his little cousin, you could just see in his face. His face turns sour immediately. He just comes into this big, angry frown. He's like, what do you mean you don't think Minecraft is real? Like, of course it's real. There's trees in Minecraft, and there's trees in real life. There's grass in Minecraft, and there's grass in real life. Prove me wrong. And Alex was literally just went on to say, well, there are dragons in Minecraft, and there's no dragons. And that's when, you know, the Minecraft kid, a.k.a. his little cousin, bursts into laughter. He's like, of course there are dragons. They're just, of course there were dragons. They just went extinct. Why do you think we see them all the time in movies and stuff? And Alex is kind of looking at him like, is, is, that, is that your reasoning? Because you've seen them in movies, therefore it's true. Because movies would never lie. Nope, they would never lie. And if you believe so, you're officially a hater. No, but uh, Al eventually Alex is like, all right, man, maybe Minecraft is real. He's not trying to make the kid mad. And this whole time, Alex's aunt, a.k.a. the mother of the Minecraft kid, is kind of just standing there awkwardly like, um, I, should I intervene? Like, uh, should I say something? Like, this is definitely very weird, but do, do, I, do I say something? No, no, okay, okay. Yeah, so she kind of said, all right, well, um, guys, have fun tonight. Gotta go. Alex, here's my number if you need anything. You know, there's a pizza in the fridge. Just slap in the microwave or put it in the oven for 20 minutes or something. We'll be back. Call me if you need anything. She gets out the door and leaves. So Alex is kind of staying there a little bit awkward, like, uh, okay. And the Minecraft kid says, hey, we got a pool in the back if you'd like to go. And Alex is like, okay, word, sure. Because Alex was like, dude, what am I going to do with this kid? If I, I feel like if I say anything, he's going to get mad at me. Because Alex was like, I literally just said that Minecraft, the video game, doesn't exist in real life. And this kid flipped out on me. 
Like, what am I legitimately, what am I supposed to do at this point? Like, what can, what can I do, bro? I can't say anything right. Yeah, but anyways, um, you know, the, he, Alex was pretty excited to hear, okay, we got something to do. So the Minecraft kid ran upstairs and put on his swim trunks or whatever. And Alex didn't bring any swimming clothes because, you know, he didn't think he was going to go swimming. It had been such a long time since he went to his little cousin's house that, you know, he actually completely forgot that they had a pool. So they go out there. And, you know, Alex is like, all right, ma'am, I'm going to sit here. You can have fun or whatever. Because Alex's plan was, you know, maybe drag this out a little bit. Let him play by himself in his pool or whatever for an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Alex can go on his phone, maybe watch some videos, maybe go hop on a call with some friends. I, I don't know. He can do a lot of things, right? However, he goes out there and he watched the Minecraft kid jump into the pool. And the Minecraft kid went underwater. Because, you know, when you go in the water, you can swim around, you can swim under it, you can do a lot of things. However, the Minecraft kid was not coming up above the water. So immediately, Alex is like, oh, shoot. Alex rips off his shirt, like, keeps his, like, pants on. He bro Bro's got shorts, right? But these aren't, like, think thankfully, right? These are, like, kind of gym shorts. But at the same time, these aren't swim shorts. He's really not trying to jump in, but his little cousin is not looking like he's coming up. So Alex is not letting a kid drown on his watch. No chance. So Alex just, like, takes his phone out of his pocket, takes his wallet out, jumps in, scoops his little cousin up, and brings him above the surface. His little cousin's like, (gasps) Alex is like, what happened? So at this point, Alex is in the water. I've scooped him up. And the Minecraft kid's like, I was trying to press space, but I wasn't going up. And Alex is like, bro, what? And that's when he remembered that in Minecraft, in Minecraft, if you're underwater, if you hold space, I'm pretty sure if you hold space, if you hold space, you'll start to float to the surface. And if you don't, you'll sink. So the Minecraft kid's like, I was holding space. I was holding space in real life. I was holding space in real life. Why didn't it work? Alex is kind of just looking at him with this look of bro. You cannot be serious right now. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment Minecraft down below. Leave a like on the video for your free nothing as well. I will try and heart all the comments to say Minecraft. Uh, If I got the time, I'll do it. And if you want to support the channel, the best thing you can do is after this video, watch another one of my videos. I'm going to link a storytime playlist in the pinned comment or just watch another one of my videos. Anyways, so Alex tries to explain to this kid that, uh, first of all, what does he even mean by hold space in real life? Like, what do you mean you're holding space? Or maybe it's shift. I don't know. One of those two. And he's like, the Minecraft kid's like, I don't know, but I was definitely doing it. And Alex is like, all right, well, this is the real life. This is not Minecraft. To swim up, you need to push your arms and push the water upwards. And Alex is like, but, but Minecraft is real life. At this point, Alex is like, all right, this kid's a lost cause. He's like, okay, I think we should go inside. So yeah, sure enough, they're going inside. And uh, the, little, the, the little cousin, a.k.a. the Minecraft kid, he's looking extra angry right now. He's looking very upset. And Alex thinks to himself, well, he's obviously very upset because, I don't know, I, I took him out of the water early. And Loki, Alex was a little bit upset about that too because Bro was trying to go in the water as well. I mean, it, I mean I'm not, he wasn't trying to go in the water as well, but Bro was trying to sit outside while the Minecraft kid was in the water because it was easy. He could go on his phone, and he had no idea what he was going to do to entertain the Minecraft kid for the next couple hours. Entertaining kids was not a specialty, man. 
So anyways, they walk inside, he puts the pizza in the oven, the Minecraft kid is sitting on the table, his arms are crossed, and he's got this big pouty face. So Alex is like, all right, buddy, what's up? Like, I see you got a face, you got a little expression going. Tell me, what did I do? What happened? At this point, you know, Alex is just like, all right, let's, just, let's at least figure out what's going on. And that's when the Minecraft kid says, I can't believe what you said earlier. And Alex is trying to recall right now, he's like, okay... Did I say something, like, offensive or something? And Alex was, like, thinking about it and thinking about it. He's like, what? No, I didn't, I didn't say anything. What? And the Minecraft kid's like, you know what you said. He starts sniffling a little bit. And Alex is starting to get really, like, uncomfortable. He's like, dude, like, what did I say to this kid to make him cry? Like, what? And the dude's like, you know, some of us, some of us just believe. And... Alex is like, dude, what did I say? What did I say? Like, I, he's like, he's just searching his brain, his memory for like, what could he have possibly said to bring this kid to tears hours later? He's like, you know what? You're wrong. Minecraft is real. And at this point, Alex is like, bro, there is no way that this kid is this upset over the fact that I said that Minecraft wasn't real. What? Bro, it's a video game. Chill out. Are you what? Yeah, so Alex was just kind of like, bro, what, what, what is bro doing over here? Like, this is, cr like, th this is crazy, bro. Like, ooh, are you serious right now? And he's like, dude, I didn't. And so Alex is like, all right, let me play along with it. He's like, bro, I didn't mean it like that. Minecraft, a lot of parts of Minecraft are real. Like, the Minecraft trees, those are real. Like, trees really do exist. Grass in Minecraft, it does exist in the real life. All I'm saying is, you know, there's just not creepers walking around that are going to blow up in your face. I'm just saying that's not true, and there aren't zombies. Don't, they, those don't exist, right? But a lot of Minecraft is real, so you know what? You're right. Minecraft is mostly real. Because Alex wasn't going to tell this kid that zombies, dragons, uh, real-life skeletons that shot you with bows and arrows, he's not about to tell this kid that those things actually exist, because he's not trying to be, you know, he doesn't want, like, to get an angry call from his aunt saying, you traumatized my boy, and told him that zombies were going to eat his face off. He, he just didn't want that call, man. You know what, I can respect that, I can understand that. However, the Minecraft kid, you know, Alex was expecting the Minecraft kid's face to change. He expected the Minecraft kid's face to light up and be like, oh, he agrees with me now. Perfect, like, everything in the universe is right again. But no. The Minecraft kid's face still has this grumpy look on it. Alex is so confused. He's like, well, I, I said Minecraft was real. And the Minecraft kid's like, no, you said some of Minecraft is real. All of it is real. The whole thing is real. And he crosses his arms. He's like, meh. And Alex is like, all right, you know what? We're going to have to agree to disagree. Because Alex just wasn't about to tell this kid that zombies and dragons were actually real. He just wasn't about to do that. Like, he was very close to doing that, but he was just not about to do that, bro. Like, that would just be stretching his limits like crazy. So eventually, here's the ding of the pizza. So Alex is like, all right, well, pizza's ready. Goes over to the oven, takes it out, puts it on, like, the stove or whatever, and is, you know, preparing to, like, cut it up. And that's when he turns around to see that the Minecraft kid has completely disappeared. He's like, oh my god, what? What now? And he kind of like walks around. He's like, hey, Minecraft kid. Where pizza's ready, you should come down. Doesn't it smell really good? You should come down, buddy. Come on. Come on now. Drop, drop, go. 
be pizza food. I don't know. Please, someone, something. And that's when he hears a noise at the top of the stairs. And he looks up at the top of the stairs. And the Minecraft kid has a creeper helmet on and a blue Minecraft diamond sword. It's a foam sword, by the way. It's not like an actual sword. I hope you guys know that. But he has the creeper. He has a creeper helmet on. He has the Minecraft sword. And he says, you will now pay for disrespecting the honor of Minecraft. And he like has his sword and he starts to walk towards him. He's like, you have one second to reconsider your words. And, you know, at this point, Alex is like, what? Bro, what? Because he's like, what? Why? Like, bro, what is this kid saying, bro? What is this kid saying? And at this point, the Minecraft kid's like, show. You have chosen death. And he just runs at him with a Minecraft sword and starts whapping him with it. Like, pop, 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 pop. Okay, so in all fairness, this is a foam Minecraft sword. It's not like this kid was slashing him with an actual sword and just chopping him up into pieces or anything. However, bro was kind of hitting him, and it was slapping, and so it was like slapping. I don't know, kind of hurt a little bit. He's like, so at this point, Alex is like, bro, stop, stop, stop. Like, like I'm sorry, like whatever. And at this point, the door opens up, and out in the little and the little cousin or the Minecraft kid's mom must have come back early. She's like, hey guys, I'm home, and she looks around. She just sees the Minecraft kid going like, you said Minecraft was fake. You will suffer. He goes pop, 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 just like hitting with the Minecraft sword. And Alex, who also doesn't see that the mom is home, is like, dude, stop, stop, stop. And the mom walks over there and is like, Minecraft kid, first name, middle name, last name, says his, like, full name or whatever. You are disrespecting your babysitter who came here very last minute just because he said your video games are real. Picks, and the, the mom picks the Minecraft kid up by the scruff of his neck, right, and drags him upstairs. And is like, you are going to be grounded for the rest of the night. Give me that. Takes the Minecraft sword off of him. Bro, the whole time he still has that creeper helmet on. Anyways, the mom gets there early and is like, or like after putting him up there, walks down. I was like, hey, I got back early. I just, it didn't take as long as I thought it would. Thank you so much for spending with the, the you know, give, spending the time that you had with him. I'm sorry he was so upset about, about that nonsense, you know. My son's very impressionable. Reaches into her wallet, hands him a 20. Thank you for your time. And Alex is like, hey, a 20. Hey, all right. If you need me to come back, like, I don't know. If you're going to be paying me 20s, then like. I might be able to show up again. I click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a good day. Uh, today, we got some crazy emo kid stories that I know for a fact you will enjoy. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. And let's call the first subscriber who submitted the story, Hank. By the way, all these episodes are on Spotify, and they normally come out a couple hours early on Spotify, so make sure to check that out. First link in the description. Anyways, back to the story. So we're going to call the first subscriber who submitted the story, Hank. And anyways, this all happened when Hank was shopping at the mall. So Hank used to always go to the mall to shop with his friends. You know, it was just a fun place to hang out. They didn't really have a lot of other places that they could go uh, in the town that they lived in, so the mall was probably their best bet. And uh, sure enough, one of these days, one of Hank's friends wanted to shop at this place called Hot Topic. If you don't know, Hot Topic's a place where they have a lot of uh, t-shirts and other kind of apparel that is very, uh, I don't know, like fast fashion-y brand-centric. Like, it's very much like you, you'll have a lot of different uh, brands or kind of like you'll find a lot of band t-shirts, a lot of kind of like... Okay, so a lot of different stuff's at Hot Topic, but one kind of theme of clothing that you'll see at Hot Topic is... Uh, 
emo style clothing if that makes sense so like really black clothing edgy clothing stuff like that and just so you know like i have nothing against it if you dress like that i think it's a cool enough style i think you're fine if you even if you identify as like oh i'm i'm emo in the way i dress or act or whatever i don't really care live your life however as long as you don't act as long as you don't act like the kids in these videos especially this one you're chill with me but anyways hank just was like okay man like you want to go to hot topic that's fine hank hadn't really been in that much so he didn't really know what to expect so hank was walking into the, you know the hot topic and he was looking around and there's a whole host of people and hank's friend was like all right man like i'm gonna go like i'm gonna go to the back of the room i know what i want i'm gonna go in their skateboard section you can kind of just wander around here. I'll be out when I'm done. So Hank was totally fine with this. And Hank kind of like was wandering around. And he walked over to one of the t-shirt aisles or one of the t-shirt rack aisles. And that's when he accidentally bumped into this kid. And this kid turns around. And just to paint the picture, this kid has super long black hair. He's got like black mascara on, black lipstick. He's got black painted nails. He's got a spiky collar. He's got like a black band t-shirt. He's got like long black jeans and then those like big black stomper boots. I don't know if you know what I know, like if you know what I mean, but like those big, kind of like those big rubber black boots that are pretty popular right now. And he turns around and he's like, dude, what the heck, bro? And Hank's just like, all right, my fault. Like, I didn't mean to bump into you like that. I was just looking around and wasn't paying attention. And the emo kid's like, dude, you're like, like, shut up, bro. Hank's kind of just looking at him like, uh, like, I, I don't really know what you mean. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, are, are you good? And the emo kid's like, bro, like, I don't need to, I don't need to hear that sass from you, bro. Like, I really just don't need to hear that. And uh, Hank's just once again, like, dude, I... I don't know what you're saying. Like, I'm sorry. I'll just go the other way. And Hank kind of turns around to de-escalate because he doesn't feel like, you know, escalating anything. It's just not a good idea to get into fights like that. And that's when the emo kid's like, like, yeah, you would run. You're dressed like one of those jocks anyways. Which, like, Hank kind of turned around because he didn't know what that even means. First of all, I mean, isn't jock a positive thing? Like, I get that there's a bit of a neg like, negative connotation of, like, oh, you're a dumb jock or something. But I would have thought that, like, jock would have meant, like, oh, you're an athlete, which isn't, is, isn't that a good thing? Like, I'm, I'm kind of confused right now. Is that not a good thing, you know? And Hank, uh, you know, kind of turns back. And he's like, dude, like, what, why? Like, why are you, like, making a problem with me? I don't have a problem with you. I, like, you're kind of the one that's making this into something. Because Hank really did believe, like, I'm not, I'm not the one doing anything. It's, like, 100% this guy who's making it something, you know? And, uh, you know, the kid's just like, well, you know, like, you're just looking like a dumb jock. Oh, isn't that right, guys? And he turns around, and there's two other emo kids. And they look very similar to the main emo kid, but they kind of just, you know, they're dressed slightly different, but really... I mean, it's funny how, like, non... I, I saw this on South Park, but it's funny how, like, non-conformists all dress the same. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I mean, you are conforming to something, but anyways, right? So the other two kids, the other emo kids are kind of there along, too, laughing. And, you know, you know, Hank is starting to, like, get upset by this because he doesn't really care about, like, these random kids, what they think, except, you know, he's got three kids standing there pointing at him laughing in his face when hank didn't deserve it like hank was you know hank was thinking like look if i deserve this if i was being like an absolute like you know if i was being a jerk to them or i or for some reason i actually did something sure maybe i deserve this but hank's just thinking to himself like 
dude, I don't deserve this. I was literally just chilling here. I actually bumped into this kid. Like, I'm sorry about that. Like, my fault. Once again, my fault. But that's when Hank turned the tables on the emo kid. And the thing is, right, the emo kid was wearing a band t-shirt. And the thing about band t-shirts is, you know, it, you don't, okay, you don't necessarily need to know everything about some place that you rep. Like, if you wear a t-shirt that's from Starbucks and someone's like, okay, well, then name all the flavors of, like, cappuccino you can get. It doesn't have to be like that. But the thing is, a lot of people wear band t-shirts because the band t-shirts look sick and uh, they don't know any of the songs from the band, which, you know, I guess is fine. But, like, at the end of the day, a lot of people will kind of pretend to know it and not actually know it. So, you know, Hank was like, well, screw it, bro. He's like, all right, buddy. And he looks at the main emo kid, and the main emo kid looks at him back. And he's like, all right, buddy, name me three songs from that band. And he points to the emo kid's t-shirt. And I don't know, maybe it was like Nirvana or something. Like one of those kind of like t-shirts or whatever, which... uh, And the emo kid looks at him, and he has this kind of look of shock. This look of, oh my god, like you caught me. Kind of the look of like, man got caught in a trap right here type of look. And the emo kid's kind of just like, um, um... How about you name me three songs from this band, bro? And, he turn, and the emo kid turns to look back at his emo kid's friends as kind of like, oh, what's their reaction to that sick burn? And they kind of just look at him blankly. I think the emo kid was kind of expecting he would turn around, he'd look back to his friends, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't that a crazy burn? I totally got them. But his friends look back at him kind of just like, ah, oh, dude, like, I don't know how to break it to you, but... You didn't get him. So the emo kid turns back around. He's like, I don't need to tell, like, I don't need to do anything you say, bro. I'm not going to conform to your standards. And then the two emo kids were like, yeah, that's right on, bro. You're so right. And they like dap him up. And Hank at this point is he's just so done. He's just like, bro, because he realizes like Hank's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight with these kids. These kids are obviously a lost cause. This is not worth my time. So Hank gets up, he turns around, and he kind of says, like, whatever, man, like, go live your life. Hank turns around, starts to walk away, and that's when he feels a tug on his pants. And he turns around, and he sees the emo kid failing to pull down his pants. So basically, the emo kid couldn't, like, you know, wanted to, like, he couldn't let Hank just leave by himself. Like, he couldn't let him just do that. He So when Hank turned around and started to walk away, the emo kid, like, went to jump and try and pull down his pants to, like, pants him, to embarrass him, to, like, impress his emo kid friends and be like, oh, my God, I totally owned him, dude. So at this point, like, Hank is like, dude, stop pulling down my pants, bro. And the emo kid's like, oh, sorry, I just slipped. And he's like, uh, and his emo kid friends laugh along as well. At this point, Hank's getting really annoying. He's like, sorry, bro, like, I'm not into you like that. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're trying to pull down my pants. So you're not, you're telling me you're not trying to get a peek. And, and the emo kid's like, dude, it's not like that. I was trying to pants you. And, and, and Hank's like, yeah, you wanted to pants me so you could see where my, my bare bottom. Did you really want to see my bare bottom that bad? And at this point, the, em, the other two emo kids start laughing a little bit. And the emo, the main emo kid turns around. And he's like, stop laughing. It's not funny. He turns back around. He's like, dude, you don't know what you just did. And the emo kid walks up to the uh, walks up to Hank with his chest puffed out. He's like, "Bro, you literally don't know what you just did. You don't know who you're messing with." Okay, I don't know if he started to tear up or anything, but at the exact same time, 
the mall cop that happened to be like going around the mall to make sure that nothing's what like happening looks into the hot topic and sees basically this kid walk up to this other kid with his chest puffed out so the mall cop outside kind of slows down walking and looks inside and sure enough right you know hank is like hey look i'm not looking for any trouble the emo kid's like yeah that's what i thought you're freaking scared bro don't tell me otherwise you're freaking scared and at this point hank's like dude i'm not scared it's not like that. I just, like, I just don't want any trouble. Like, you're not worth my time. And he's like, I am worth your time. I'm worth all of your time plus some because I'm worth more than you, dude. You don't know who you're messing with. At this point, right, the emo kids was really kind of just showing his true colors and being like, I mean, kid's insecure. That's fair enough. He's trying to act all tough in front of his friends. So once again, Hank's like, you know, he turns around and he's like, all right, man. He's like, dude, I'm just not doing this. Once again, have a good life. Hank turns around, and as Hank's turning around, the emo kid is like, in his head, he's like, I can't let this slide. So the emo kid literally raises up his hand and swings on Hank. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, go ahead and comment emo down below. I just want to see how many people made it to the, made it to the end of this video, as I do appreciate you guys. Best way to support the channel as always, is just watch a bunch of the videos. The more watch time you give to the channel, the more we get promoted in the algorithm, and I really, really do appreciate it. Let me know in the comment section what you do while watching my videos. I genuinely want to know. Just so you know, all these episodes are on Spotify. It's in the description, the first link. Please rate us five stars when you have a chance. If you want to submit these stories, and please do, because, you know, that's how I make these videos, go to my Instagram or Twitter. They're both in the, in the description, but they're also at Connor Pugs. I got a Discord server, link in description, code ConnorPugs for 10% off gamer subs. Let's get back to the story. So Hank, remember, he turns around and Hank's like, dude, I'm not going to deal with you like that. It's not worth my time. So Hank turns around and the emo kid, who's like, I can't, I can't let Hank, like, one-up me. Like, I can't let this random kid, like, you know, kind of, like, alpha me in front of my emo kid friends or whatever. So Hank turns around. So as Hank turns around, the emo kid swings on him, takes his fist, phew, the thing is, though, the emo kid's not like a, a trained, uh, I don't know, fighter or boxer or something. So obviously the emo kid doesn't make contact with Hank. Instead of making contact with Hank, the emo kid nearly misses Hank and his like right hook goes right through a rack of clothes. The emo kid was also, emo kid was really putting his full force into this too. Because once the emo kid misses and whiffs on Hank, the emo kid flies forward into the rack of clothes. So he basically like, pushes himself into a rack of clothes, fails to swing on him. The mall cop, however, did see the emo kid try and swing on Hank, so he walks in there. Hank turns around, and he sees the emo kid on the floor in a pile of clothes, and he's just so confused on what happened. And then, the, you know, uh, Hank turns around the other way to see a mall cop standing in front of him. So Hank's really confused at this moment. He's like, okay, one second ago, the, I turned away from the emo kid. And a second later, the emo kid is sitting, like, face first in a pile of clothes. And a mall cop is standing above me. Like, this literally makes no sense. And sure enough, you know, the mall cop's like, hey, now hold up, everyone. I got to talk to you guys. And the two emo kids, like, from the back, like, they, they get scared and they literally run off. They disappear into the rest of the story. He's like, hey, you get, get back here. But also the mall cop didn't really care that much because the, the two people that he really wanted to talk to were both Hank and the emo kid who swung on him. So the emo kid gets up. He's, like, kind of panting a little bit. He's like, <sighs> and the mall cop's like, hey, like, hey, I saw you swing on this kid. I know you didn't make contact. 
but you did try and swing on this kid is 100%. Like, I, I, what's going on here? The emo kid's like, dude, I was just defending myself. And at this point, you know, Hank's like, that's not the case. Like, this like this kid and I were kind of talking back and forth. He tried to pull down my pants. I made fun of him for doing that. I turned around. And he tried to swing on me. At this point, right, you know, the mall cop kind of witnessed the last the last 60% of this altercation. So he knows for a fact that he saw the emo kid try and pull down the pants and then have an argument. So the emo kid says, well, after I pulled down his pants, uh, this kid tried to swing on me and I just defended myself. And the thing is, right, that was a mistake for the emo kid because the mall cop had been watching the whole thing. So the mall cop knew for a fact that that wasn't the case of what happened. So he went, so the mall cop goes on to say like, dude, I know for a fact that's not what happened. I saw you guys kind of like bickering in the store and I wanted to make sure that we had no like nonsense going on. Obviously some nonsense did go on and I, you know, I watched the whole thing. I saw you pull down, try and pull down this kid's pants. He did not swing on you. I don't know what he said to you that offended you or anything, but it's very clearly that, you know, you're the aggressor here and like, you know, I, I can't have that. So he's like, Hey, I'm going to need you to come with me. And the emo kid's like, all right, like, all right, buddy, go ahead with him. And the emo kid is like looking at Hank and kind of giving him this look of like, come on, bud, like, go, go ahead. He's asking for you. When in truth, that, you know, the mall cop is not asking for Hank. The mall cop is asking for the emo kid. So the mall cop's like, sorry, man, you must be mistaken. I'm not asking for this guy over here pointing to Hank. He's like, I'm asking for you. And he points at the emo kid. And the emo kid is so absolutely stunned by this revelation. He's like, at this point, the emo kid is practically speechless. The emo kid is standing there is just like, you must have some kind of, you must have some kind of mistake or something. Like you can't be talking about me. That's insane. Like there, there's no way. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Hanks is looking at the emo kid with this bit of a smirk and the mall cop is kind of like, come on, bud. Like we don't want to have any trouble here. Make this nice and easy for all of us. And just come along with me. And, you know, at this point, the emo kid is looking at Hank and kind of just giving him this look of like, this isn't over, buddy. This isn't over. And Hank is kind of just like, wow, this like a lot just went down the last five minutes, you know, because this was like no longer than like 10 minutes of an altercation. And as soon as the mall cop basically drags the emo kid away, his friend comes rushing up to him. And he's like, dude, dude, like I just checked out the thing I was getting. And in his hand, he had this like skateboard thing or whatever. He's like, dude, I just saw like a mall cop over here. I saw some kid getting dragged out of the store. Did you happen to see what happened? And Hank just looks at his friend. He's like, did I happen to see what happened? He's like, buddy, I lived what happened. Okay, so the, we're going to call the subscriber for the next story, Bobby. I got a little uh, King the Hill theme going on with these names because I got Bobby and Hank. If you know, you know, and you're cool. Anyway, so Bobby was like hanging out at home one day and one of his friends hits him up. And, you know, Bobby, you know, doesn't see this friend this often because they happen to be going to two different schools, even though they live relatively in the same area. They're both in high school and they're both seniors in high school. So Bobby's friend, who we're going to call Ben, actually happens to have a car at this point. And, you know, Bobby's friend Ben hits up Bobby one day and Bobby's just chilling at home and he gets a text from Ben saying, hey, do you want to like hang out today? And Bobby is feeling kind of lazy. So he's like, ah, maybe like, what, what do you want to do? His friend's like, dude, I want to go to the skate park. And Bobby in his head, he's like, I don't know if I want to go like this is I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I really don't know. And Bobby should have stayed home that day based on what was about to go down. But he didn't because he wanted to see his friend Ben. And he was like, wait, what else am I going to do today? Watch Netflix. I know by I know for a fact 
by the end of the day, if I'm just sitting here watching Netflix, I'm not going to be a happy camper. So sure enough, Bobby texts him back. He's like, yeah, man, like I don't got a ride, but if you can pick me up 100%. So sure enough, this friend, you know, I don't know, an hour later, pulls up to Bobby's house and says, hey, man, get in. And, you know, Bobby shows up to the, you know, the window. He's like, hey, what's up, Ben? Haven't seen you in forever. I don't got, just so you know, I don't have a skateboard, just so you're aware. And Ben's like, dude, I got two in the back. Don't worry about that. I got you. So sure enough, you know, Ben hops into the car with Bobby. And, you know, they, they drive, or Bobby hops into the car with Ben. They drive over to the skate park, which is like 15 minutes away from where Bobby lives. And they get out and, you know, Bobby used to skate a little bit back in the day with his friend. It's been a while. So he's not going to do any tricks or anything like that. But he's just getting along. On the, he's skating on the board. He's kind of riding around a bit, just getting a little bit of exercise. And mostly he's out there just to hang out with Ben because he hasn't seen Ben in a second. And they used to be really tight. So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just chilling at the skate park. They're having a good time. They're kind of just living their life. And that's when a group, a group, a very specific looking group, uh, of, of these emo kids. They pop out of nowhere, basically. And they just appear at the end of the skate park. So this skate park is pretty big. It's not like a massive one. It's not like a, where you'd have a professional skater event or something. But it's a pretty big skate park. Like, the city definitely puts them, like, a good amount of bread into making this. So sure enough, you know, they, they're looking over and they see this group of kids. And this group of kids has, like, a ringleader that's, like, standing in front of the other two. And he's kind of dressed like the other, they're all dressed like kind of like the other emo kids in the last story time. So I'm not going to go ahead and describe them. They're dressed a little bit differently, but it's all kind of the same, if you know what I mean. So the sure enough, you know, the kids are just standing at the end of the park. And it's really awkward because like Bobby goes over to Ben. He's like, dude, like, see those kids? And Ben's like, yeah, I've just been staring at them. And Ben's like, dude, they've just been looking at us for like the last thing. He checks his watch. He's like, Dude, they've just been looking at us for, like, the last, the last like, two minutes, bro. That's really freaking weird. And, you know, Bobby's like, yeah, man, like, this is kind of weird. I don't totally know, like, what's the deal with all this. Like, do you know what's up with them? And Ben's like, dude, I don't go to the skate park. Like, this is your skate park. And Bobby's like, yeah, I don't really skate anymore, so I don't know. Maybe this is, like, a place they normally go to. Either way, this is kind of weird. Let's just stay on this side, and hopefully they'll stay on their side. And if they come over, you know, hopefully they're cool. Spoiler, they're not cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the farthest thing from cool. But anyways, you know, Bobby and, you know, Bobby and Ben try and ignore these kids as these kids literally, they, the thing is these kids, they're not, they don't even have skates with, they don't even have like a skateboard with them. And you don't need to have a skateboard to hang out at a skate park. You know, a park is a park and it's a cool place to just hang out with some friends. That's 100% true. However, I will say it is a little weird to like show up in a group of kids or a group of like a bunch of people stand there and watch other people without saying anything to each other, without doing anything like that. I will say that itself is pretty weird. So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just kind of standing there like, dude, this is really freaking weird. What's going on? And that's when they look over and sure enough, they see the emo kids start to walk closer to them. Like the emo kids were just standing there for a good solid, I would say 10 minutes. And that's when the emo kids start to walk over to Bobby and Ben. And at this point, you know, Ben turns over. He's like, dude, what is up with your neighborhood, bro? Like, why do you always get the weirdos? And Bobby's like, dude, it's not my fault. I don't go here this often. I don't know. And that's when the group of emo kids shows up. And there's like very clearly like, this is going to sound weird, but like an alpha one. Like, okay. I'm not trying to use, like, weird, like, alpha male terms or whatever. Oh, Connor, which one's the sigma male? Shut up if you, that the, if you say that in the comment section, ironically, dude. Actually, shut up. But anyways, sure enough, you know, the, the kind of, like, the alpha of the pack 
whatever that even means in emo pack words, is like, hey, you two, I need a word with you. And Bobby and Ben kind of just look at each other just like, oh my God, like what's going on here? This is kind of strange. You know, Bobby, Ben kind of like whispers over to Bobby like, dude, we are never going back to your park ever again. Bobby kind of just gives him this look of like, dude, I can't control this. So sure enough, the emo kid, let's just call him the alpha emo kid. <laughs> no, I can't say that for much longer. The, uh, the, the, the main emo kid, King the Pack or whatever, walks up to them. He's like, bro, do you not, under- do you not know? And Bobby and uh, Ben kind of look at each other and, you know, Bobby speaks up and says, no, no, like knows what, like no what. And the emo kid laughs. He's like, oh, you don't know then. This is our turf, dude. And uh, Bobby and Ben kind of look at each other, and Ben speaks up like, turf? Emoko's like, yeah, man, you don't understand. This is our turf. And Bobby just means like, what does that even mean? And they're like, you, dude, you don't want to mess with us. And one of them like legitimately, legitimately pulls out like a wand. Not, not like a knife or something. Not like actually trying to be intimidating. Like this isn't like, oh, they think they're like actually in a gang or something. This is their turf. They pull out a wand. Like a freaking Harry Potter magic wand. And, you know, the main emo kid's like, bro, my boy over here knows magic. You don't want to mess with him, dude. And uh, so Bobby and Ben kind of look at these kids. And, you know, Ben speaks up. Ben's a little bit more brash. Ben's a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Uh, conf- confident is maybe the wrong word, but I'm going to use that word. Then uh, Bob, confrontational, that's right. He's a, Ben's a bit more confrontational than Bobby is. So Bobby would have been fine literally just going somewhere else. It's not like there's not a lot of other places. I mean, there's not a lot of other places they could go, but it's not like Bobby's a big skater in the first place. He just wanted to hang out with Ben. And Ben literally goes up. He's like, dude, what are you going to do with that little magic wand? You're going to wave it around, put a spell on me? It's this freaking Harry Potter dude. We don't care. You guys don't have turf. That's ridiculous. Like, look, we're not taking up the whole park. This park's massive. You guys chill over there. We'll do our thing over here. We like, there won't be any trouble. The emo kid's like, dude, there's going to be trouble if you guys don't leave or at least pay respects. And, you know, Ben at this point's like, the frick you mean pay respects? Like, what is that? Like, what do you even mean by that? And at this point, Bobby's starting to realize that Ben is kind of finding this amusing more than concerning. Bobby's more concerned by this just because they outnumber them like four to two. And these emo kids definitely like aren't hitting the gym every day. But at the same time, like four to two, it doesn't matter like how big you are. Like you're not taking them one on one. So like Bobby didn't want anything like that. Even if it's that emo kid smoke, he didn't want it in the first place. So sure enough, Bobby kind of looks at Ben and kind of gives him a look of like, hey, like, come on now. And, and Ben is like, no, I'm going with this. And Ben's like, all right, man, you know what? Put a spell on us, bro. Like, if you honestly, like, you know what? We're going to take the punishment. Put a spell on us. And the main emo kid looks at them and is like, dude, you don't want our smoke like that. You don't want us to, like, drop a spell on you like that, bro. You don't know our power. You don't totally get it. And Bobby is just looking at them. And Bobby's, like, kind of, like, completely freaked out at this point. Not that they're going to actually put a spell on him and, you know, I don't know, curse him or something. Bobby's just so freaked out by everything going on. They just doesn't want anything to do with it. So Bobby is like, uh, I don't know, man. How about we just, like, we stay here and you go over there. And the emo kid's like, I'm not talking to you, little boy. Which, like, Bobby was, like, so taken aback by this. that the, <laughs> And Ben was like, you don't call my friend that. Come on, if you're such a big guy, little boy. And the, at this point, Ben says little boy back to them. If you're not such a big guy, little boy, put a spell on us. And he points to the guy in the back. And there's, like, a little emo kid in the back with, like, a little magic wand or something. The main emo kid says, you know what? 
gentlemen, gentlemen, I, I don't want you guys to be seriously hurt. So I'm going to give you one more chance to, to leave the premises or my friend will put a spell on you and want, you will be cursed so badly that you will not make it out of this park alive. We have magical powers that you simply don't understand. And Ben is looking at them. And, and Bobby is looking at them. And the emo kids are looking back. At this point, it's a classic, it's, a, it's one of those classic Texas standoffs. Like, who's going to shoot first? But instead of shooting, it's uh, either staying there or shooting your magic spells through your wand or whatever. And, you know, Ben was like, all right, no, we're staying here. Put a spell on us. Do it. And the emo kid is like, fine, you've sealed your fate. And all of them walk away. At this point, you know, Bobby and Ben look at each other. Bobby's like, dude, those kids are weird. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Ben is like, really is your neighborhood spawning out the most NPCs in the world, dude? Like, this is crazy. And, the, you know, Bobby and Ben were probably going to go back and forth a little bit about how weird these kids were. But they were, unfortunately, interrupted by chanting. So they look over and they see the emo kids like holding hands, chanting, like kind of like going in a circle, like kind of like moving in a circle, holding hands, chanting like demonic tongues. At this point, Bobby's like, bro, I'm kind of freaked out. And Ben's like, dude, this is a comedy routine. Please like chill out. At this point, they do like the chanting gets louder and louder. And it's kind of weird. Like it's really strange. It's like they definitely been rehearsing this. And Bobby is going to Bobby admits to me that for a split second, he was thinking, like, dude, what, these kids actually have magic powers. Spoiler, they don't. <laughs> They're just weird, right? And by the end of the chant, you know, one of the kids comes over. The main one grabs the wand, starts swinging it around, and starts walking over to them. He's like, like, one last chance, boys. I'm giving you one last chance to literally survive. This is, I'm giving you one more chance unless you want to, like, if you want to leave here and see your parents again. And Bobby was just in his head like, dude, this kid's legitly weird. And Ben says, yeah, bring it on, dude. I want to see the worst you have. And Bobby was like, you know, he admits, you know, he was a little bit concerned just because, I don't know, just like the confidence these emo kids had was kind of startling. And the main emo kid's like, fine. Takes up his wand. He starts like saying a bunch of like random gibberish and waving his wand in a circular motion, pointing it at Bobby, right? Or at Ben, not Bobby. And Ben you know, kind of looks at Bobby and gives him a wink. And Bobby knows that, but, you know, Ben's about to be up to some mischief. And the kid is like, or does like what is very clearly like the final motion. And Ben literally like opens his eyes super wide, clutches his heart and drops to the ground and doesn't move. Bobby is like a little bit freaked out, but he also remembers that Ben just like gave him a big wink. And you hear all the emo kids, like some of them are in the back, like, oh my God, oh my God, it actually worked. The spell actually worked. And the main emo kid has this look on his face, like the most scared look you've ever seen. The main emo kid was terrified because for like a couple, like for a good 30 seconds, the main emo kid actually thought that he just killed this kid from his like magic spell or whatever. So sure enough, you know, the emo kid like drops his wand, rushes up to Ben and is like, no, no. The spell, it was too powerful. I should have held back. And Bobby's just looking at him. And the emo kids, the other ones, are standing like talking to each other. And they're like frantically talking to each other. They are really concerned about this. They're like, dude, do we call the cops? Do we bury the body? Like, what do we do? Like, what if our parents find out? 
all this kind of nonsense, right? And that's when you hear giggling. It started as giggling, but then it just evolved into laughter. And that's when Ben flips over and is this, you can see that he's just been laughing. He couldn't hold it in any longer. And he gets up, he's like, oh my God. Oh my God, you fell for it. This is the funniest thing ever. He's like, guys, you're not wizards. You're just weird. Go to, look, go to that side of the park. We're going to be here. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's when I think the emo kids kind of realized that, you know, they weren't going to scare them out of there and they definitely were not going to fight them out of there either. So sure enough, the emo kids are, they don't even say anything. These kids have, or they're kind of, I guess they're kind of done with trying to scare like Bobby and Ben out of there. So they pick up their stuff, they get up and they leave. And Bobby and Ben, you know, they, they go back to doing their whatever they were doing before. But it really was just never the same after that because like for the rest of the day, Bobby, like Ben would just continuously make emo kid jokes and Bobby would laugh and make them back. So in fact, the rest of the day was better than ever before. And this happened a long time ago. Like this happened like four or five years ago. And Bobby and Ben actually can't like reunited a couple years, like about a year ago. And literally like the only, like the only thing they did during their, like when they reunited was retold this story and like made jokes about it the entire time. And uh, yeah, this is probably, if you want to continue supporting the channel, please click on the video, video on screen right now. Bye. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. How's it going, everyone? Today, we have a story of one of the cringiest emo kids of all time. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're calling today's subscriber who submitted the story, Brent. So this all happened when Brent was at soccer camp. And so Brent went to the soccer camp every single year. And it just happened that this year he encountered the emo kid at soccer camp. So anyways, this was just another summer of Brent going to soccer camp. His mom dropped him off, and once again, he was pretty excited to go. Unfortunately, some of the friends he made from the year before, they didn't show up this time, so he kind of like was kind of very proactive about finding people, you know, meeting new people, and trying to make some new friends. So anyways, in the very beginning of soccer camp, they had kind of a get-to-know-other-people type deal, and all of a sudden, right, Brent sees this girl, and she was at kind of like the girls' soccer camp, so it was kind of split up like boys' soccer camp and girls' soccer camp. However, it was all under the same umbrella of like the soccer camp program, so they would eat lunch together, do non-soccer activities, but like the morning soccer practices were kind of split up by gender like that. And so anyways, right, right away, Brent saw this girl, Emily, and he immediately kind of fell in love with her. Not actually, but was like, OMG, lol, she's cute. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and hit. No, I'm just kidding. He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's going to soccer camp. He's not trying to hit, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyways, right, so she's going to be an important character later on. But for the meantime, we don't need to think about her because someone much more important comes into the picture. So while Brent is thinking about like, oh my God, look at that girl over there. I got to start talking to her. That's crazy. He accidentally bumps into this guy and he look, turns around. This guy is like, I don't know, a little bit bigger than him, a little bit heavier than him, just like kind of a bigger guy. And he's got this like long black hair that's swooshed over. He's like, he's wearing like the standard soccer cleats, but otherwise it's like this black band heavy metal t-shirt. He's got like black painted nails. He's got like a spiky wristband on or whatever. And he turns around. He's like, yo, why did you, why did you bump into me, bro? And Brent's like, oh, my fault. Like, didn't mean to do that. And he's like, you think that I'm, you don't think that I'm an alpha? Is that what you think? Brent's like, what? He's like, I'm an alpha male, just in case you weren't aware, which I, I know that you subconsciously were because, 
you know, all betas instantly know when there's an alpha present. And uh, Andrew's, or Brent's, sorry, Andrew was the guy from like seven stories ago. Brent was like, uh, what? He's like, bro, do you not know what beta males and alpha males are? Well, basically, beta males are like you and lame, and alpha males are strong, powerful, and dominant in the pack. And with that, like, the emo kid does a big, like, swipe of his big, long, black hair, so, like, his bangs would no longer cover his eyes, and immediately fell back in front of his face. He's like, yeah, just so you know, kid, get out of my way. And the emo kid, like, shuffles away. And this was Brent's first interaction with the emo kid, so he's like, uh... Okay, that that's cool, man. Like, okay, see you around, buddy. Bye bye. So, anyways, let's uh, flip fast forward a little bit after soccer practice in the morning. Brent was actually one of the better kids there. He was pretty good at soccer. They had lunch, and then the afternoon they had activities such as like this, like I don't know, like tag capture the flag, all kind of like random camp activities. And today was capture the flag. And Brent happened to be on the same team as Emily. So immediately he goes over there. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like, my name is Brent. Emily's like, hey, like, my name's Emily. Nice to meet you. And Brent and Emily immediately hit it off. They're having a good time. They're talking with each other. They're enjoying each other's company. You simply love to see it. And, like, from very far away, Brent catches the, e- catches the eye of the emo kid who's on the other team and is just staring him down for some reason. Brent doesn't really think much of it, and then, like, you know, he goes back to talking to Emily. So they're playing capture the flag right now, and Brent, you know, runs over to the other side, gets the flag, right, and starts running back to his side. If you don't know capture the flag, there's, like, this little penny on both sides or, like, a little piece of cloth or something, and while you're on the opponent's side, if they tag you, you're in, you're in jail, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to run over there, grab their flag, and run back to your side without being tagged. However, there was a stipulation that it had to be a tag. This isn't tackling. You can't push someone. You can't, like, punch them or anything. You, all, you have to tag them if they're on your side. So, you know, Sam... Oh, Sam. Brent is running over there. Sorry, I have a list of names in front of me and from other stories. Brent is running over there. He grabs the enemy team's flag and is running back to his side. And he's really close when he just like immediately slams into the ground. And that's when he realizes that there's a big guy on top of him. And that's when he realizes that the emo kid tackled him. So the emo kid's like, nice try, buddy. Next time, try not to fight the alpha males. (laughs) And then camp counselor comes over and says, hey, hey, we said no tackling. You, you're on the sidelines, points to the emo kid, you know. He's disqualified or whatever as this in on the sidelines. Ooh, so alpha, man. But anyways, right, so the pennies returned, but also Brent isn't in, like, jail. He goes back to the other side, and the emo kid has to sit out for the rest of Capture the Flag. And Brent continues to talk to Emily, and the entire time, the emo kid is just, like, looking over, and he's, like, all angrily staring at Brent. So Brent is now his official enemy. Brent kind of just assumed that they were enemies because of when he bumped into him and also when he got him disqualified, which, did Brent really get him disqualified, or was it because he's an idiot and jumped on him? That's why he got disqualified? Who knows, man? But there was another reason why the emo kid hated Brent. There was another reason that Brent did not realize at the moment, but was very, very, very potent. And it's going to be very, very important for later on in the story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a hint. It starts with an E and ends with a Mli. Did you guys get it? It starts with an E and ends with a Mli. 
Emily, I'm just gonna tell you, yeah, it is Emily, the girl, so Emo kid likes her. Anyways, so Brent and Emily talk for the rest of that capture the flag game. The entire time the Emo kid is staring Brent down, Brent just simply assumes, well, this kid hates me for that reason only, but let me just say that the next week of soccer camp was the craziest week that Brent has ever had. So anyways, right, his mom picks him up, he goes back home, his mom's like, hey, how was the first day? And Brent says, oh, I met this really weird kid who tackled me, and she's like, oh my god, are you okay? He's like, yeah, actually, I have barely any scrapes on me even, but he seems to not like me, so I'll keep you updated on that. So Brent is dropped off the next day, and he walks over there, and that's when the emo kid, you know, is just staring him down. And, you know, Brent is kind of walking over because there's a little bit of like a 5, 10, 15 minute period where the kids are just standing around talking with each other, waiting for them all to be dropped off. And then the kind of the soccer camp officials or camp counselors would then split them up into groups, do soccer drills, play games, whatever, standard kind of affair. And he's just kind of waiting around. And that's when the emo kid comes up to him and says, so you're challenging my authority as the F man. And uh, Brent is kind of just like, what? He's like, <clears throat> I'll say it again, <clears throat> just in case your little beta ears couldn't hear me. So you're challenging my authority that I, that I am the alpha male of the pack. Uh, if we were wolves, which we kind of are, and it, Brent was like, what? If we were wolves, as we kind of are, as I said, I would be the alpha male, alpha wolf, and you would be the beta wolf, and I would be banging your wife while you watch little cuck beta wolf, wolf. And Brent is looking at this kid, and this kid is like, like, no offense, but this kid is like the opposite of what a stereotypical alpha male would look like, right? One of those red pit alpha males, it just looks the complete opposite of that. But anyways, Brent's not going to get into like a, you know, a, 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 a he's not going to like, he's not going to rebuttal this kid. Because like, what is there to rebuttal? Everything, man? Like, th- this kid has no argument. But anyways, Brent's like, okay. And the emo kid's like... <laughs> Well, you say okay, but remember yesterday when you got me kicked out of the game, which you obviously tipped off the ref? And Brent's like, bro, you tackled me. It's very clearly stated in the rule books that you're not allowed to tackle anyone. How is this on me? He's like, dude, it was so clearly on you because the ref understood that I was the alpha male and I was simply asserting my dominance, bro. And, you know, uh, Brent's just like, dude, the... The, the frick are you talking about, dude? Like, I, I, I paid him off with what? The $5 allowance I get a week? With what? My, my used, smelly, stinky socks? What, what do I have? And he's like, I don't know, man. May, I, I don't know. Maybe you took his daughter on a date because his daughter's so ugly she'd never get a date. Oh. And Brent's like, was, was that a diss? Like, th- does he even have a daughter? He's like 20, bro. What? And the emo kid's like, anyways, I just wanted to let you know that I'm the F man. You're the beta man. I will do your wife when you have one. And scene. And the emo kid walks away. And Brent at this point is like, (laughs) What? Why? 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 Why is this my life? Anyway, so skip forward to the, the soccer practice. They're put into groups. And the emo kid was in group B earlier, so they basically split them up into group A and group B. So the group A is the better players, and group B is the crap, pl- I'm just kidding, the players who are newer to soccer. And the emo kid apparently was on the, like, was on the cusp of uh, group A, it was, on, it was at the very top of group B, 
And because his performance was good enough, he was actually moved up to Group A. So now, Brent, instead of having a morning to himself to focus on soccer, now had to deal with the emo kid being, you know, thrown into the mix here. So anyways, they're doing some drills with a soccer ball, and they're kind of like kicking them around cones. You have to kind of keep control of the ball while you were running. And the emo kid, like they started, they said, okay, line up into three groups. And the emo kid immediately ran behind Brent. And Brent kind of looks behind him. He's like, what? And the emo kid said, nothing, Brent. Just letting you know that I'm the ethanol here. And Brent's like, okay, fine. Let's just do the drill. So the, the ref blows the whistle. Brent starts kicking the ball and moving with it. And the emo kid immediately runs up behind him and trips him. He's like, oh, sorry. And the ref's like, hey. And the emo kid's like, it was an accident, I swear. And the ref's like, all right, be careful. And Brent started to get really angry because, like, you know, if you, if you get an injury in soccer, like, especially if you get, like, a foot injury, he could be out for the entire week. I mean, this is, like, one of his favorite camps that he has Every single summer, he loves going to it. It's one of his favorite things to do. And this emo kid, for the second time in the last 24 hours, has, you know, like, has gotten really close to causing him a pretty big injury. Like, I mean, he could have jumped, like, he jumped on him yesterday. He ran behind him, knocking him over. What if he twisted an ankle? What if he, like, I don't know, fractured something in his leg? Like, it's not that hard, especially when you got a big old kid jumping on top of you every five minutes. It's difficult. It's, it's not that difficult, man. So anyways, Brent, for the next activity, waits to get into line before the emo kid does because he doesn't want to be in the same line as the emo kid. But it turns out that, like, everyone else lines up and it's literally just Brent and the emo kid waiting for each other to move because the Brent wants to go where the emo kid doesn't go and the emo kid wants to go where Brent goes. And the refs are, or the, not the refs, but the soccer coaches are like, come on, come on, kind of like, guys, get into the line. And Brent's like, okay. And he sprints to the end of the line and then the emo kid sprints to the back of that line. And the coach is like, Emo kid, says his actual name. Can you go to another line? Like, that line's too long. The emo kid's like, okay, moves over one line. And when the coach turns his head, the emo kid literally runs back into the line with Brent again. So when the coach turns around, he's like, wait, emo kid, I I said, could you go to that line? And he's like, fine. Emo kid eventually goes to that line, actually does that. So for the rest of the soccer practice, the emo kid tried to, like, bump into Brent, tried to make his life difficult, basically was just being a big butt the entire time. But um, thankfully, right, you know, that nothing really happened. He didn't bump into Brent successfully again. In fact, the emo kid, most of the time when he tried to bump into Brent, Brent would do some, like, very slick soccer move, kind of, like, break his ankles, not literally, but you know what I mean. And the emo kid would, like, fall flat on his face because he kind of, like, tried to run into Brent and then... Brent sidestepped him and completely swerved out of his way. Anyways, though, things start to get a little bit more interesting because throughout the next day, Brent and Emily are talking it up. It's very, it's very like, it's kind of like the known thing for the camp that like those two were kind of like the unofficial soccer camp couple. I don't know if your camps had stuff like that, but this was true for the soccer camp. And word was that, like, the two of them, they were going to kiss soon. Oh, my God, guys, isn't that, like, 12th base or something? <laughs> so sure enough, right, one of, one of these days, so, like, a day later, Emily and Brent are just sitting with each other at lunch. They're kind of on, like, a quote-unquote date or whatever. And that's when a girl comes over and sits next to them. And Emily's like, oh, this is my friend Robin. And Robin's like, hey, guys, like, uh, I just want to let you know, Emily, that the kid over there, and points to the emo kid, is planning to ask you out soon. And Emily's like, 
dude, I don't know that kid. I've never spoken to him in my life. And Brent's like, oh my God, I know exactly who that kid is. Emily's like, what? And Brent basically tells her the story that I told you guys for the last 13 minutes. And she's like, oh my God, he's the worst. And Brent's like, well, that would explain why he really hates me too. Because like, not just that I embarrassed him, but I've been hanging out with you the entire time. And, you know, he probably knows that we've been talking a lot. And Emily laughs a little bit. And this one, Robin says, dude, like, I'm serious. This kid is going to come over and ask you out within like the next 24 hours. He's going to do it publicly. It's going to be really embarrassing. I, everyone's told him not to do it, but he's in his own world. You got to put, you got to let, you got to let him down nicely though. And you know, Brett was like, no, no, be, no mercy, no mercy, make him suffer. Emily's like, Brent, I'm not going to make him suffer. I don't know this kid. Brent's like, make him suffer. Emily's like, okay, I'm going to be nice. When he comes over, I'm going to be firm. I'm going to be direct, but I'm going to be nice about it. I'm going to be cordial. And life is going to go back to what it was before. So sure enough, right, Brent now realizes that the emo kid has a massive crush on Emily. And Brent also starts to think about it. When Emily says no to him, and when she starts really, you know, hanging out with me more... And when word gets around that we kiss, because we totally are, this is in Brent's head, right? He's going to actually, like, ramp up the craziness even more than it already is. I think I'm screwed, boys. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. I'm going to heart as many comments as I can that say that. That is the secret word of the day. And also, if you want to support the channel and help boost me back into the algorithm... Uh, all you got to do is at some point, maybe after this video, maybe later, sit down and watch a bunch of my videos in a row, maybe while you're playing video games or drawing or cleaning your room, or maybe to help you go to sleep. I take that as a compliment now. I understand it. Uh, leave in the comment section down below how you're helping boost the channel. I will heart it. I will say thank you. And I'll even shout some people out like the person on screen right now. Thank you to this person on screen and all of you guys for all the support recently. It's really helped boost the channel. We're growing again. You'll love to see it. Let's get back to the story. So anyways, flash forward to that night, or not that night, but that afternoon. Remember when this is the, like, the mixed gender, just fun, more camp activities? They're playing dodgeball. And sure enough, you know, the emo kid and Brent actually happen to be on the same team this time. So, like, emo kid and Brent, they're picking up the dodgeballs, they're throwing them, you know, they're trying to avoid being hit by the dodgeballs. And the emo kid walks over and is like, sup, bro? And Brent's like, what? Emo kid's like... I just want to let you know that, like, I know that you and Emily, or you have been trying to flirt with Emily, and it's been failing horribly for my sources, at least that's what my sources said. And I just want to let you know that, you know, I, I let you have your fun. I let you play like the little beta little lamb you are. <laughs> but I'm actually going to come in and, as the alpha male, assert my dominance and claim what is mine. Emily shall be my girlfriend by the end of tomorrow. Mark my words. And I will watch as little tears roll down your face because you're so sad that I took your girl. Oh, little Brent, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brent's like, dude, she's not gonna lie. I've talked to her. She's gonna say no. Like, I, like, don't do it. I hate you, but I know for a fact that you're gonna get rejected in front of everyone. The emo kid's like, nice try, little boy. I know for a fact that my testosterone is 10 trillion and yours is zero. So based on that alone, plus a billion other factors, such as my manliness, my alpha maleness, 
my swag overall levels and a billion more things. Just she will obviously say yes to me. And even if you two are fake dating, she'll break up with you immediately to say yes to me. I just know some things that you don't know, Brent. Get over it. So the emo kid walks away. And Brent's like, well, you know, my conscience is clear because I tried to warn the kid not to do it. I tried to warn the kid, right? I'm not a bad guy. I told him not to do it. I told him. I said, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, I don't like you, but I want to help you here. He didn't listen to me. It's not my fault. Whatever happens tomorrow. Next day rolls around at soccer practice. The emo kid for the entire morning is like, Brent, Brent, better spend the last moments with Emily as you can because she's about to be my girlfriend. Oh, and Brent's like, dude, shut, shut up, dude. He's like, oh my God, am I getting to you, man? Am I, am I getting to you, man? Oh, man, it was so easy to break your thin, weak, beta skin. Oh, my God, my words are hurting you so much. I'm going to lick up your little salty tears. Mm, they're so tasty and so good. And Brent's like, shut up, bro. You're going to get embarrassed. I can't wait for the moment. She better go hard. Anyways, flash forward to lunch. The moment. So anyways... Brent is sitting with Emily, and Emily's like, dude, the emo kid, I can't see him anywhere. And Brent's like, dude, he's going to ask you out. It's happening. Get over it. It's going to happen any second. She's like, he's going to do in the next day, which means probably now, probably now in front of everyone. And, you know, Brent's like, that's what he said he would do. And Brent was like, oh, my God, don't turn around. Because Brent was looking, and the emo kid was walking over. And what was he walking over with? He was walking over with a boom box. <laughs> you already know where this is going. And Brent's like, you know what? Brace yourself. Um, try and have an out-of-body experience right now so you don't have to deal with what's about to happen. Um, this is about to be bad, Emily. I'm so sorry. And Emily's like, oh my God, oh my God. And that's when you start to hear music. It's the emo kid's personal band. So it's like this heavy metal rock band. So just imagine some like heavy metal rock going in the background. And the lyrics are, Emily, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily, why, why, why do you hang with losers like Brent? Emily, please love me. Yeah. And it's just kind of like more stuff like that in the background. And the emo kid is like rocking out by himself with an air guitar while this is all going on. It is the worst moment of Brent's life because the second hand embarrassment is so strong he's basically getting first-hand embarrassment from the whole thing everyone has stopped eating and turned around including the camp counselors they're just watching this kid bounce around with an air guitar with his like super long black bangs flying around around the place as this boombox plays one of the the crappiest songs they've ever heard the terribly mixed the worst lyrics basically saying the brent sucks and that she should be in love with him and he's bouncing around and then after five whole excruciating minutes and everyone at this point is laughing and trying to hold themselves together after five whole long excruciating minutes of the worst music ever and some like really bad air guitar and bouncing around the song stops and the emo kid says emily it is clear who you shall choose what is your verdict? And Emily's like, I'm sorry, I don't know you. I'm not going out with you. Emo kid's like, that's hilarious. What's your actual verdict? Emily's like, dude, I don't know you. He's like, dude, that's hilarious. What's your actual verdict? And Brent's like, all right, man, that's enough. Let's, let's, let's concede while we're behind. 
The emo kid looks at Brent and says, this isn't over, man. And he walks away with his boombox. And Brent's like, why did he say that to me? I, I, didn't, didn't, I didn't dump him. And Emily's like, dude, that was worse than I could have ever imagined. And right, so Robin, the friend who warned them, came over again and said, look, I should have warned you about that. I didn't, I didn't think it was real. I didn't even think that that was actually going to happen. I was told earlier this morning, and I laughed. I'm so sorry. I should take, take anything that you hear about this kid seriously from this point on, because oh my God. And Emily's like, wait. Oh no, we still have an activity tonight, like for the like this afternoon. And Brent's like, oh my God, he said this isn't over. And sure enough, it was far from over. So they get to the activity that afternoon. So it was probably the worst possible activity that it could have been because it was small groups of charades. They kind of ran out, they, they had something else planned, but since it started to rain, they had to go inside. So they're like, all right, we're going to break you off into small groups of three. And we're going to have you play charades with each other. And at this point, like, they're like, okay, what are the odds? Brent's like, what are the odds that I'm put with? And the person says, Brent, Emily, and emo kid. And Brent's like, you got to be joking, man. You got you to gotta be joking. Apparently, right, Robin tells him this, like, later on, like, once the camp is over. Apparently, they emo, because she was talking with one of the camp counselors about everything that went down. The camp counselor said that, like, once, like, it started to rain, the emo kid went up to them and asked what they were doing. Camp counselor said, oh, we're doing groups, small groups of trades. And the emo kid requested that his two best friends and him were put together in a group. So it wasn't just random. It was the emo kid. But Brent didn't know that at the time. So Brent looks at Emily, and Emily looks at Brent, and they're both, both, but they're both basically just like, oh boy. And they, then they both look at the emo kid, who has a massive smile on his face. So all three of them go away to a corner, and the emo kid's like, Emily, I might have came on too strong. And she's like, well, that's an understatement. But he's like, I will show you the truth. Brent, I challenge you to an alpha battle. Brent's just like, what's an alpha battle? Ha! You're such a beta for not knowing what an alpha battle is, beta. He's like, an alpha battle will be proof that I am alpha and you are a weak beta. And then Emily will choose me, and Emily's like, I'm not. And he's like, wait! Your your heart will tell you otherwise after the alpha battle. Emily's like, okay, I'm still not going to. She's like, God, stop! Silence, woman! And Brent was like, whoa, chill out, dude. He's like, you silence too? We're having an alpha battle right now. So, right, this is kind of looks like they're doing really weird charades from afar, but the emo kid is like, all right, let's form our best wolf poses. Brent's like, what? He said, form your best wolf poses! Now! And emo kid, uh, Brent's like, all right, all right. Ooh. Emo kid's like, that is the worst wolf pose I've ever seen. You were definitely not part wolf like I am. And the emo kid does this really weird pose. He's like, oh my god. I'm wolfing so hard right now. This is the most emo thing. I mean, the most <laughs> the most alpha thing I've ever done. Oh, my God. At this point, Emily's like, guys, you are both embarrassing yourselves. Emo kid is like, no, you will see that I'm the most alpha. I swear. Emo kid's like, all right, let's do it. Wrestle me. And, you know, Brent's like, what? Emo kid jumps on top of him, just tackles him to the ground. Because he's like 20 pounds heavier, right? And a little bit taller. And Brent was completely taken off guard. He's like, bro, stop. What are you doing? And the emo kid's like, I'm out alphaing you. That's when one of the camp counselor comes over and says, all right, guys, break it up, break it up. Tears the two of them apart. He's like, all right, 
So we're only doing this for 20 more minutes, but it looks like uh, looks like you two can't keep you know can't keep off of each other. So I'm gonna be joining your group. Imagine how awkward this is. It is Emily and Brent, the emo kid, and a random camp counselor. So they do normal charades, right? And the entire time, the emo kid is, like, sneaking in punches to Brent's arm. He's like, ow. And when the camp counselor looks up, the emo kid puts his arms behind his back. And the emo kid is like, this isn't over, man. And then the emo kid walks over to Emily. He's like, tss, tss, Emily, tss. Emily's like, what? Do you think I'm more alpha? Shut up, kid. Emo kid's like, no. Okay, well... Okay, I'll just be direct. Do you want to go out with me? No! And the camp counselor was like, guys, silence while I'm doing charades. And Emily's like, dude, I don't want to go out with you. How many times do I need to tell you this? Emo kid's like, but I'm definitely more alpha. She's like, that's not a real thing! So the next day rolls around. It's Thursday. And that afternoon, there's no real activity. It's just known as, like, the uh, soccer dance or whatever. And during the soccer dance, there's one coveted slow song where anyone who has feelings for each other might ask for, like, a slow song or something. And sure enough, let's just jump to the dance because the emo kid is, like, being a jerk to Brent all day. But that's not anything new. And sure enough, it is the dance. And they're putting on normal songs. And Emily and Robin and Brent are all together, like, dude. And Robin's like, dude, the emo kid is definitely going to try and get that slow song with you. Like, Brent, you got to swoop in right away. Because at this point, Brent and Emily were, like, unofficially a thing. They're only at camp for a week, so they're not going to make, like, a, a long-term relationship. Let's have kids, baby! Okay, okay, you know what I mean. But sure enough, uh, you know, the slow song comes on. And Brent's like, oh my god. And Emily's like, quickly. And you can see the emo kids sprinting from the other side of the room. So Emily and Brent quickly, like, get together in the slow song, kind of like whatever. And Emily's standing there, and she feels Brent being ripped off of him. And the emo kid grabs Brent, rips him off Emily, and tackles him on the ground. And this is where the camp counselors are like, oh, okay, foul play, foul play. They go in, they grab the emo kid, and they, like, run it. Like, they, they take him off. They're like, all right, buddy, this is like your third strike and you are out so they call up the parents of the emo kid they say your kid your son can't come tomorrow he's like fighting this one kid again and again and he won't stop and so sure enough the emo kid was picked up taken away and brent and emily finished off with the slow song together the next day rolls around it is friday it is only a half day where basically the parents come and watch a little like soccer presentation that all the kids have done and by the end of it, right, you know, most people are packing up. Brent and Emily are gone. And you remember the friend Robin from the beginning? One of the camp counselors and Robin were, like, friends or whatever or, like, friendly. And the camp counselor counselor's like, do you happen to know about that, like, emo-looking kid? Like, do you happen to know what was up with him? And Robin's like, do I have a click story Click on the video on screen right now. You. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Leave a like on this video and I'll actually give you nothing at all. Now, but what's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And just imagine you're chilling with your girlfriend. Life is awesome. You stare into her eyes lovingly, and then all of a sudden, this emo kid walks in and says that you must fight him to the death to decide who gets your girlfriend. And at that moment, you seriously just sit there and question your life choices. That is the story I'll be telling today. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into this story. So we're going to call a subscriber who submitted the story James. So anyways, 
There's an e- there was a kid in James's class who we're going to call the emo kid. He kept to himself. He wore crazy makeup and the dark clothing and whatever. And uh, honestly, it doesn't really matter what you wear. But he was also extremely melodramatic. Like, he would come in, he'd be like, Society doesn't understand me. No one gets me. I'll never fit in. He, he was kind of like one of those kids that kind of just like would say this stuff and then would be like, why do I not have friends? I'm just a melodramatic freak all the time, which, uh, I mean, I was pretty weird in middle school, so like I can't really speak. But uh, then again, hey, man. Anyways, so there's also a girl in, uh, I don't know, I'll just call her like, uh, we'll just call her Kate, right? It's name of my friend back home. Uh, so anyways, James and the emo kid, unfortunately, decided, had to cross cross paths because they both had a thing for this girl. And this Friday, right, so this story all starts like this weekend, or not this weekend, we'll say starts on Monday. And this Friday, remember, not actually this Friday, I mean this Friday in the story, was going to be the school dance. And the whole thing was like, whoever got the slow dance with this girl was basically going to like, if you, so the thing at James's school is if you slow danced with a girl, you were basically dating her at this point. You guys were practically in love at that point. So it was a pretty big deal who was going to get the slow dance. And it was the emo kid versus James. And this became very public knowledge. Like the emo kid was telling everyone that he was going to 100% get the slow dance. And people kind of knew James because James was more popular. He wasn't like, I don't know, some like really annoying popular person. He was just like a cool guy that everyone liked. I mean, at least according to James who submitted this story. So who really knows, but we'll go with it, right? So everyone kind of knew that both the emo kid and uh, James were both fighting for this girl, Kate. And Kate made it pretty clear that, you know, she was not going to say yes to the emo kid. Like, sorry, unlucky. Life just works out like that. But she was considering saying yes to James. She was kind of just keeping... Uh, the truth was that she was going to say yes to James if he asked. However, she just wanted to keep him kind of like on his toes and questioning or whatever, right? So, uh, yeah, throughout that whole week, uh, the emo kid and James, they didn't really, like, they weren't, like, in a fight with each other, but they, it was kind of like, they were kind of like rivals in a sense, even though they never had any direct confrontation. And let's just skip ahead to that Friday. It was the day of the school dance. It was emo kid versus James. So anyways, at this point, you know, the emo kid is like, you know, he's kind of like, he's standing in the corner at the dance, right? Look, I was pretty awkward in, in high school and middle school when it came to those big dances. But to be fair, everyone else was as well. But uh, the emo kid was kind of taking it to a whole different level. He literally was like slouched in the corner of the room, his like long black hair kind of like down, almost like, you know, that scene from the ring with that, like, the girl who comes out of the TV, he was kind of looking like that chick for a second. So he was definitely not helping himself out in this situation. And at this point, James and his boys were kind of standing, like, together, whatever they were dancing to, I don't know. I don't freaking know what they play at high school dances. Maybe some uh, Whip Nene by Silento. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's a middle school dance, bro. I don't know how this works. But anyways, they're kind of waiting for the slow song to come on. Maybe some... I don't know, some, like, song by Adele or something like that, like, the when, like, dude, I always try and, like, say lines from songs during these stories, and I just blank every single time. Um, but anyways, yeah, so they're all kind of waiting around there, and it was, uh, eventually, the slow dance song came on. And remember, you might be thinking, oh, man, who cares? It's just, like, a slow song. No, 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 what you have to understand 
is the slow song meant everything to these kids. Like, the slow song, basically, if you had a slow song with some girl, because remember, they were in middle school. This, this was, like, 7th, 8th grade. So the probably the farthest you ever went with a girl was, like, slow dancing or maybe holding her hand if you were, like, crazy. Because, you know... If you hold a if if you hold a girl's hand for too long, there is a chance you get her pregnant. So, <laughs> definitely not misinformation from the Connor Pugs channel. <laughs> but anyways, slow dance was a really big deal, and all of a sudden the song comes on. And the thing was right, uh, the, the the emo kid was too busy, kind of like sulking about society in the corner of the room to react quick enough. So James was like, "All right, bro, like that guy's playing himself. I'm gonna go in." So James very quickly goes in. And boom, he gets there, goes up. He's like, hey, like, Kate, like, can I have this dance? And she very happily says yes. Because she said, like, oh, I don't know if I'll say yes. She knew. She was bluffing the whole time. And James kind of felt pretty confident about it. And even though she said, I don't know, he was pretty confident because her friends were like, yeah, dude, she's totally bluffing. Like, I hate to expose my friend like that, but she definitely has a thing for you. You're, you're chilling. You're in the green. So anyways, James goes in, he feels pretty good about the whole thing, but let me just say that the emo kid eventually looks up, and then he sees this, and the emo kid is not having it. Uh, so <laughs> he does something pretty insane, so uh, strap in and definitely prepare for the cringe. If you have your uh, cringe seatbelt un unbuckled, I'm actually going to fine you for your own safety. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and uh, buckle that cringe seatbelt, because... There was, like, a DJ station, and there was, like, a guy who was, like, DJing, quote-unquote, and there was, like, a microphone, so, like, you, so, like, the DJ could say, like, hey, like, 20 minutes till the dance is done, or get ready for this hype song, or whatever, and other than that, he just, he was really just a Spotify playlist, <laughs> he just, like, he just edited the Spotify playlist, right, however... The DJ let the Spotify playlist run on autoplay or whatever, and he went to the bathroom. So the emo kid ran up to the, uh, he ran up to, like, the spot or whatever. He grabs the microphone. He stops the music. First of all, he goes up to the Spotify, clicks pause on the music, and screams into the microphone, wait! And everybody turns around. Everybody turns around, and they look at this kid. And they're all kind of, like, looking at this emo kid who's standing at the front of the room with, like, the, the, the microphone. He picks it up. He's like, Kate, no! So at this point, everyone's kind of looking at this kid like, oh, my God. Because they all knew that, like, he wanted to have the dance with Kate, but, like, James obviously got it. So they were like, ah, that's tough, man. Like, life sometimes doesn't work out the way you want it to. Like, that's just unfortunate how that goes. However, you know, he goes up there and he's like, he goes in the microphone, like he says, wait, and everyone turns around. The music is off. He's like, Kate, may I have this dance? And everyone's so confused because first of all, he turned off the slow song in the middle of the song. And also she was already dancing with someone. And instead of just going up to her, he makes a massive scene in front of everyone, grabbing the microphone and screaming into it, saying, like, will you have this dance? And the thing is, right, it's caused enough commotion that the guy, like the DJ that was hired, ran back. Because I think he was supposed to be there the whole time, but he needed to, like, rip a piss or something, so he needed to go. And he runs back over. He's like, give that back to me. He, like, snatches it out of the emo kid's hand. He's like, sorry for the, inter sorry for the interruption, guys. Turns the music back on, like, starts, like not cursing out this kid, he's a middle schooler, but being like, dude, what do you think you're doing? You can't just like, come up here and take this stuff. Like, if like if you do this again, I'm going to tell your teachers and you'll be in big trouble. Or, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how much trouble a, uh, a, a hired DJ can get you in, but 
You know, the emo kid returns to his corner and literally just sits down, just slumps into the corner of the room, which James felt kind of bad. He felt a little bit bad because, like, James has definitely been in that position. I say that very kind of liberally because James has not actually been in a position where he grabs the microphone at the school dance, stops the music, and asks the girl out unsuccessfully. He hasn't specifically been there, but he's definitely been in a situation where it just hasn't gone his way. So he feels bad, man. You know, it feels bad, man. You hate to see it. But uh, yeah, anyways, James like continued on with the slow... I mean, he's not going to stop his life because this kid has an unlucky moment. Like, that's tough. So uh, yeah, you know, while I, I will say there was kind of an awkward moment because while like James is like slow dancing with Kate, he kind of like turns around, like they, they kind of like turn around so James is facing the emo kid and he just looks up and the emo kid is staring at him with, like, the creepiest, most stalkerish, most scariest stare he's ever seen. Because the emo kid is slumped over, like, the girl from the ring, right? And is just, like, staring right at him. He's, like, long black hair, like, covering most of his face besides his eyes. And he's, like, slumped over, too. Like, kind of, like, crouching over, like, an old guy with a cane or something, but without a cane. And James is like, hey, do you mind if we turn, like... 45 degrees this way or 90 degrees this way. Ah, thank you. That's much better. So he doesn't have to see him anymore. Or actually, let's do a whole 180. I mean, he didn't ask for a 180 because he didn't want like Kate to be making eye contact with him either. But yeah, so that was a bit of a tough situation. However, you might be thinking, well, I mean, at this point, reasonably, the email kid must have realized that this just wasn't his day. And uh, he must have just like given up, which he's already... I mean, he's already embarrassed himself. Like, he probably gave up after this point. And uh, while that would be pretty fair for you to believe, that was unfortunately not the... That was just not what happened. Because the emo kid would continue... Um, let me just say that the emo kid thought that if he, if he had a sword fight with James, that he would be able to win the honor of his lady. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. Leave, I will try and heart as many of those comments I possibly can. And also, if you want to support the channel, the best possible thing you can do is just watch this video throughout the entirety, the entirety of this video. And then afterwards, if you could watch some of my old videos, that helps more than you can ever imagine. Please go in the comment section and tell me how many of my old videos you've watched today or this week. I'll heart it and say thank you because it helps me out more than you can ever imagine. Anyways, let's go back to the story because the emo kid is not done. In fact, he is far from being done. So what happened after the school dance, like over the weekend, um, James actually met up with Kate. They went to like go get dinner together. And that's when they officially started dating, whatever that means in eighth grade, which means, oh, my God, they're going to sit together at lunch. Oh, my God, dude, that's crazy, right? Uh, but anyway, so James officially starts dating this girl. Word gets around really quickly. And eventually the emo kid, I I'm pretty sure at this point the emo kid would have known, but... By his next actions, it's not super clear. So that Monday is the first kind of like lunch day that uh, uh, Kate and uh, what, what's his name, James, are going to be having their first real at school lunch date, which is a pretty big deal for the eighth graders there. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal in general, but hey, man, let them have their fun. And so, uh, yeah, he sits down, like he finds Kate, they sit down and they're at a table by themselves. And like people are looking over and talking and be like, ooh, someone's dating, <laughs> whatever, right? And uh, however, James, you know, Kate is facing away from the door, but James is facing the door. And James sees the door open up and he sees the emo kid walk in. And James is like, ah, this is tough. 
Because James feels bad. He legitimately feels bad because, I mean, if the roles were reversed, he would feel bad like seeing the girl that he really liked a week ago sitting with the guy who was low-key his like enemy rival on a date. Like that would be tough to see. And James started to feel a little bit worried when the emo kid starts to approach him, right? Starts to approach him. And uh, yeah, so the emo kid walks up to their table and at this point, Kate also realizes that someone's walking up, so she turns around. And the emo kid walks up and doesn't look at James. He's not paying any attention to James. He's actually acting as if James doesn't even exist at this point. The emo kid turns to the girl, uh, Kate, I forgot her name for a second, says, Kate, I've been wanting to ask this for a while, but since we've become so close in the last couple weeks, which they have never spoken before, but that is beyond the point of at this point, that is beyond the point. He's like, I was wondering if you would like to go on a date with me, if you would like to start dating. And uh, James is like, oh, no, he doesn't know. How does he not know? Because James is like, everybody knows. Everybody told everybody, but I guess everybody didn't tell the emo kid. Of course they didn't. And Kate at this point is like, oh, well, I'm very flattered. And the emo kid's like, well, if you're flattered, then you should say yes, Correct. And at this point, she's like, oh, well, you see, it's actually not great timing because I'm actually currently in a relationship. And the emo kid's like, what? How? With who? And James is like, oh, my God, this is this is so awkward. He doesn't know. So James has kind of assumed that the emo kid didn't think anything of the fact that James got like the dance with her, which... In all reality, he was the emo kid was kind of the one who had the most common sense in that situation because just because someone dances with a girl once doesn't mean anything, right? But at this high, at this middle school, if you got the slow dance, you were basically in. You were locked in at this point is what I'm trying to say. So Kate has to go on to awkwardly explain to the emo kid that, well, um, the guy that she's sitting at right now on the lunch date with happens to be the guy that she's dating. And the emo kid turns to James, looks at him, looks him down and up. Like, there's, like, the elevator look when he looks at, like, the top of his head, looks all the way down and looks all the way up, turns back to Kate and is like, really, dude? You decided to date this guy when you could have dated me? He's like, bruh. And he just, like, he just kind of, like, storms out of there. And uh, James looks at Kate and he's like, dude, how did that kid not know that we're dating at this point? Like, I swear to God, all your friends told everybody. Like, and Kate's like, dude, my friends didn't tell everyone. And James is like, if you ask anyone at the school, besides the emo kid, apparently, they will know. And Kate's like, yeah, okay, my, my friends do talk a lot. And they're like, well, that was pretty awkward. Hopefully nothing else happens again. You might be thinking at this point, Connor, the emo kid must stop. There is no way he continues on. There's not a chance that he continues, right? Well, 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 I got some news for you guys. He does continue, and it's bad. Because uh, you might be thinking that, oh, well, the emo kid stormed off and he was done. No. About 20 minutes later, when there's only like 10 minutes left to lunch, James sees the doors open up again, and he's like, you gotta be kidding me, dude, because the emo kid walks through. But this time, he is, like, stomping towards James super angrily. He runs up to the table, practically, looks at James, looks him in the eye, and says, it's not over between us. It is far from over between us. And he's, like, taking his little finger and, like, pointing at James, and James is like, okay, nice. Like, I, 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 like, we do not care. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Like, okay. 
cool, nice, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? And the emo kid after that is like, you better watch yourself. It's about to get bad. He like storms out of there. And, you know, at this point, James is like, okay, well, I guess uh, that answers my question. So the next day at lunch is where things get really, really, really crazy. So he's sitting there with, uh, with Kate on his second date. James is enjoying himself. He's having a good time with Kate. They're enjoying each other's presence. They're, they're doing well. I mean, they're, they're kind of clicking, so things might continue on, right? And that's when the emo kid walks in. And he's carrying, like, two sticks, like, two pretty good-sized sticks that he probably found in the backyard of the school. So in the backyard of the school, there's, like, a mini forest. Nothing too crazy, but there's, like, a pretty big forest back there. And the emo kid must have gone back there and, like, found two decent-sized sticks. He walks into the cafeteria with one stick in one hand and one stick in the other. And James is just looking at him. And he's like, he kind of says like to Kate, he's like, okay, we got trouble. Kate turns around, looks at it, and it's just like, turns back around and is like, what? And James is like, yeah, I have no idea what's happening, but I guess we're about to see. So the emo kid walks up to the table, like kind of like waddles his way up. And he's like, you. And he like hands the stick to James. And James is like, uh, like, I need a little explanation. What do you want me to do with this? Like, it's not super clear. The emo kid's like, you and I will have a sword battle, and whoever wins the sword battle will have the uh, will 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 win the honor of your lady, and will. At this point, like Kate's like, what? And James's like, dude, what are you saying? He's like, fight me, fight me to the death. The winner gets your girl. And James is like, no. And the emo kid's like, oh, so you're scared of me then? You know that you're gonna lose, and that's why you don't want to do it. And James is like, well, I'm not convinced I'm going to lose. I mean, I'm not an expert at random stick fighting or whatever. But at the same time, why would I want to even engage? Like, why would I even want to do it? And the emo kid's like, well, uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, for the sake of your honor, bro. Like, do you really want to be known as the guy who chickened out because he's a chicken? And James is like, well... I mean, I, I don't really care, but I also don't want to be known as the guy who went on, st who during the like the dance last Friday grabbed the DJ's microphone and like stopped the music to like ask out a girl who was very clearly in the middle of dancing with someone else, and then come into school the next day super angry with a bunch of sticks and try and like fight some guy to get the girl that already obviously said no to him twice. At this point, the emo kid's like. So you're, what you're saying is that you're too scared to fight me and because you know you'll lose. James is like, dude, we're going in circles right now. I'm not fighting you. I'm not having a sword fight to the death. Like, okay, I'm just not doing that. At this point, the emo kid's like, fine. Well, you're about to see me in my final form where I am the most powerful. And James is like, uh, okay. Like, word. And then the emo kid reaches up to James and rips out like a strand of his hair. And James is like, dude, like that hurt. Like, why would you do that? And the emo kid's like, I need that for my wizardly spells. And he like laughs really awkwardly and like shuffles out of there. And James turns to Kate. He's like, dude, <sighs> like what life choice did I make to get myself to this position? Like, what did, what did I do wrong? Like, what choices did I make that got me here? And Kate's like, I don't know. Like, this is kind of tough. 
He's like, yes, why me? Like, why? Why? Like, he just, dude just came up to me with a bunch of sticks and says, I want to fight you, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, he just, like, pulls a piece of hair. Like, what? Huh? Bro? I, 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 I just don't know. I just don't know what to do at this point. And Kate's like, yeah, I, I don't know. But, like, I think eventually he'll just get bored of whatever he's doing and give up. So anyways, next day, it is uh, lunch. Lunch once again. And James comes in, and he finds Kate. And he's almost like they sit down, and he's almost like, he, he's really stiff. He's, like, not talking that much. And Kate's like, are you good? Like, is everything okay? And James is like, dude, it's not you. It's just the email. I just don't know what that kid's going to do today. Like, I'm not trying to lose any more hair. Like, that, that really hurt last night. Like, I was starting to bleed from my scalp where he pulled me. Like, that was ridiculous. And, you know, Kate's like, yeah, that kid's pretty weird. Like, sorry, you have to go through with that. And speak of the devil, dude. Because at that point, the emo kid walks in. And at this point, he has a backpack on. And he has a, he has a smaller stick. And he has, he has a stick in his hand, a smaller one. And a, like a, like a spirit Halloween wizard hat on. <laughs> and, and James is like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. Like, he was, you gotta be kidding me. And at this point, Kate's like, what? She turns around, and she's like, oh my god. And the email kid walks up, and she's, and he's like, ha ha ha, like, this is where you made your mistake, James. This is where you made your last mistake. And he walks out, and he sits next, and he, like, stands up next to them. He reaches into his backpack or whatever. He takes out a piece of chalk. He takes out, the like, a, a, a plastic bag that has a hair in it, presumably, um, What's it? Uh, James's hair. And he also has like a candle set and a lighter. And he sits down on their table. He like sits down next to them. And so they had concrete floors in the, uh, in the, in the lunchroom. So next to them, he draws like a pentagram, puts a bunch of like candles around uh, like the pentagram, takes James's hair, puts it in the middle, lights all the candles. At this point, like this is taking like two minutes to do. Kate and James are just sitting there looking at him, completely aghast. Like, what is, like, just like, what is this kid, what is this kid on? Like, whatever he's on, dude, like, maybe get me some of that. Oh, my God. No, but they were just like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to say? So eventually the emo kid has his whole, uh, I don't know, his magic setup is all done or whatever you want to call it. And he lights, starts lighting all the candles. He's like, James, this is your last chance. Give me your girlfriend and I won't put a spell on you. And James is like, dude, what do you mean give me my girlfriend? Like, it's a, it's like a mutual choice to be like girlfriend and boyfriend. Like, <laughs> you're acting as if this is like the, the, the 1600s or something. And like, and like the, the wife is the property of the husband, bro. Like, what are you talking about? And, you know, he's like, one more chance, bro. I'm about to put a crazy spell on you if you don't give me your girlfriend. And Kate, this is when Kate speaks up and is like, dude, like, even if he said that he was going to give me to you, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to be your boyfriend. Like, I'm not going to be your girlfriend, dude. And the emo kid's like, well, I'm going to put a spell on you too, dude, if you don't become my, <laughs> he literally threatens Kate. Is And he's like, oh, if you don't become my girlfriend, I'm going to put a spell on you as well, which... Okay, um, I might not be the smoothest individual. I might not be, I don't know, the one that has the greatest pickup lines of all time. My Tinder one's pretty funny. 
I did steal it from my friend, but maybe I'll, I'll 5,000 likes and I'll reveal it. Um, cause it's, it's pretty funny, but it's also a little embarrassing, but here's one thing I do now. There's a very decent chance that if you threaten to cast a spell on a woman, if she doesn't become your girlfriend, she's probably, probably not a hundred percent, but probably not going to become your girlfriend. I know I might be going out on a crazy limb right now. And I, you guys might completely disagree, and maybe you found your wife of 10 years who loves you very much from threatening her with magical spells. I just don't think that's a great way to do it. So eventually, the emo kid finishes up, and then he lights the hair in the middle, and then he takes his magic wand, waves it around, and just starts saying a bunch of nonsense. And at this point, half the, like, the, the entire cafeteria has turned, is just like looking. They've almost like circled around it like it was a school fight or something. They've circled around it and they're just like, what the frick, bro? Like, oh my God, like what's going on right now? And eventually the emo kid like points his magic wand at, um, at James and is like, ooga booga, or I, I don't know. He's just saying some nonsense. And uh, like literally 15 seconds of pure silence happened. And then very clearly nothing happens. And he's like, I'm gonna give you one more chance. I'm gonna, you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna count to three. If you don't, you're gonna explode because of my spells. And James is like, I think I'm gonna take the risk. He's like, three? I'm gonna give you one more chance, bro. Like, I'm gonna give you one more chance. And James is like, nope. I'm gonna take the risk here. Two? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, you can go ahead with this. If I explode, I explode. Like, that's tough. One? Last chance, dude. I'm being super generous right now. Just give me your girlfriend and we'll be all good here. And James is like, nah, I'm, I'm chilling, bro. He's like, fine. Kicks it. The emo kid literally kicks over his magic, like, whatever set. Because I think he knew it wasn't going to work anyways. Which, thankfully, it was concrete floors and nothing, like, flammable. Because, like, the candles fly all over the place or whatever. And he storms out of there. He, like, storms out of there. At this point, <laughs> James sits back down. He's like, you know, maybe we should go on dates at night when we're not in school. And Kate's like, you know, that's not a bad idea. So the next day, Kate and James actually don't sit together at lunch. Um, they sit separately. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, they, just, they decide that if they're going to like do anything, at least for a little bit to do it outside of school, like after school or at lunch or something like that. But the emo kid once again comes up to James and James is like, oh my God. Oh my God, dude, like what? What now? And the emo kid, like he literally goes on one knee and like kind of like presents, he's like, he's down on one knee, puts his head down and says like, I concede, I concede the battle, you win. Like I just like, I tried everything possible, but you are the better duelist. Like I honorably concede. And in James's head, he's like, bro, he didn't say this, but he's like, bro, you did not honorably concede. You did the least honorable, like, you did not concede honorably. But at this point, James sees this as a perfect opportunity for the emo kid to just stop. So he's like, all right, man, like, it was a good battle. It was really close. And you'll get them next time. Like, honestly, James is trying to be as chill as possible so that the emo kid doesn't come back and be like, well, actually, I'm going to try more magic or something. And the emo kid stands up and he, like, kind of, like, nods his head. And James nods his head back, and the emo kid bows and leaves. 
And yeah, after that point, James and the and uh, Kate actually were able to like do like lunch dates or whatever in school again. Uh, the relationship lasted like six months. It didn't last crazy long, but Kate and James are still cool to this day. And uh, yeah, the emo kid never. Click on the video on screen right point. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today I have probably the craziest emo kid story I have ever received to date. I'm not even kidding. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, subscribe if you're new to the channel, and let's just jump right into it. We're calling today's subscriber Ty. So anyways, Ty was going off to camp, and this was his first time doing an overnight camp, so he was a little bit nervous, and it was kind of like a wilderness-based overnight camp, uh, but they were mostly in cabins. Ty's parents did it before, and they actually met at this camp, so they were really pushing for Ty to go, but the summer before, he just said that he, you know, wasn't ready and was going to do it the next year, and of course, the, the next summer rolls around, and Ty's like, oh my god, I said that? So sure enough, Ty and his parents ship him off to this camp. Ty's a little bit nervous about it, but they say, hey man, it's going to be good for you. Trust me. Like, I know it's scary, but you just got to do it. So anyways, they arrive at the campground and they go, they walk over, Ty and his parents walk over to the person who is signing everyone in. And it's some like, you know, some 25 year old dude with a big old goofy smile on his face. He's like, hey guys, welcome to Camp Awesome. That wasn't actually the name, but we're going to call it Camp Awesome. Uh, hi there, buddy. What's your name? He's like, uh, uh, Ty Gooden. And he's like, ah, Ty, let me see. Ah, there you are, buddy. All right, so you're going to be in group B over there. And he points to this group of kids and, like, one counselor or whatever. And Ty turns around to his parents, and his parents are like, all right, well, we'll see you in two weeks. And Ty's like, Mom, like, I don't know if I can do this. And Ty and his dad, his dad kind of sits down and he's like, yo, you got this, buddy. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, trust me. The two weeks are going to fly by, and you're going to have so much fun, you're not going to want to leave. That's a guarantee from me. And Ty's like, all right. So Ty walks over, and he goes over to group B, and there's a big group of kids, and, you know, the counselor's like, hey, guys, my name is Ben. Uh, don't worry, he's not the evil guy, but hi, guys, my name is Ben. Welcome, like, to the camp. These are going to be the guys who are in our group. We're going to be in the same cabin together. We're going to do a lot of activity activities together. You can still meet people in the other groups, but these are going to be the guys you're going to be seeing all the freaking time. So start getting to know each other. Let's go around, do some names. And so they went around and did some names. And Ty was just kind of like observing like, all right, well, that person seems kind of cool and whatever. Like, oh, we have that in common. And then it kind of comes around to this one kid that Ty didn't even realize was there until like a couple, like until he spoke up. And this kid had these, like, long, black, swooshed hair, right? He wore all black. He had these, like, rock band t-shirts, these big, like, black boots. He had this spiky, like, bracelet necklace type thing. And by the way, if you kind of dress emo, that's totally chill. I don't really care. As long as you don't act like this kid, you're cool in my book. I say this every single time. And this guy was kind of just known as the emo kid. And since I don't, I don't want to give him a name because I will forget it and then it'll be very awkward. But we're just going to call him the emo kid from this point on. And Ty didn't think anything negatively. He was just like, oh, this guy really does put a lot into the way he dresses. And he definitely dresses with a lot of character. Ty legitimately had no ill will or feelings of just like, ew, this guy's dressing different than me Ugh, or anything like that. It was just an observation. And so later on, you know, they have, like, they go to dinner together as a group, and then afterwards they have, like, the welcome to camp ritual, whatever. They all sit around a big campfire, and, like, they're, like, inaugurated in the class of 
2015 or whatever. I don't know. This took be- this took place a little while ago. But anyways, right, it's finally time for them to go back to their cabins to figure out which bunks they want, etc., like that. So anyways, right, they get back there, and uh, they're just ran- they, the, the, the counselor dude who is their group B counselor, right, who's also sleeping in the cabins with them, is like, well, you know, just to make sure that no one feels left out, we've already assigned bunks to everyone. So he said, all right, Ty, you're in bunk A. He says, so-and-so, you're in bunk B, so-and-so, you're in bunk D. And then in bunk D, which they're in kind of like quads of four, or they're in kind of like groups of two, but they're bunk beds, so it's four. So in Ty's group of four, the fourth one was the emo kid. So the four of them walk over, they go in their bunks, the camp counselor say, or the camp counselor says, yo, if, if you really want, you can talk to your, your bunkie about being top or bottom, Don't, doesn't really matter, lol, doesn't really matter, and so sure enough, Ty and his bunk didn't, but they didn't really care, Ty was on the bottom, he didn't really care, but anyways, flip over to the, you know, the emo kid, and the emo kid is like, you know, with this guy, and we're gonna call this guy, uh, Benjamin, he's a throwaway name, but Benjamin was his bunk, and, you know, the Benjamin is like, hey, do you mind if I have the top? And the emo kid is like, no, I must have the top. I must keep watch at night. And everyone just kind of went silent in the, that group of three. They're like, uh, or group of four. They're kind of like, um, and Benjamin's like, all right, man, uh, that, that's fine. Bomb bunk's cool with me. He's like, good. You've made a good choice because I will watch over us at night. I have spoken. <laughs> everyone's like, okay. A lot of character in this guy. <laughs> funny guy, funny guy. <laughs> Anyways, things seem pretty normal. Pretty normal until, you know, it's time for them to go to bed. So anyways, uh, you know, they you know they go and they brush their teeth and then they get into bed and the camp counselor guy comes around and is like, all right, group B, section A, or whatever you want me to call you guys. Let's call you the A squad. Yeah, um, we're going to have a lot of fun in the next two weeks. Uh, Just make sure no leaving the camp or no leaving the cabin overnight. Make sure that, you know, you follow any rules that, um, you know, we ask you to. Be nice and, you know, be nice and, like, fair to everyone and just, you know, have fun. Anyways, good night, guys. And he walks out of there. And so, you know, the lights are turned off and they were... Ty in his box, in his top bunk, and also Benjamin across from him. They were talking for a little bit, and the emo kid didn't really join in. He was just sitting cross-legged, but like kind of like sitting very stiffly, so he was very much not going to bed. And eventually they were like, all right, I'm tired, good night. And they all kind of like go to sleep at that point. And about 20 minutes later, Ty has not fallen asleep because he's still feeling a little weird. He's in a new environment. He, it's like dark or whatever. He's a little bit scared. He's a young kid, whatever. He hears wrestling, right? And that's when he hears steps, right? And he realizes that the steps are coming from across from him and it's coming from the top bunk across from him, meaning the emo kid, you know, is starting to walk down the bunks. He's like, all right, well, there's nothing too weird with that. And that's when he hears because there's like a door next to like their cabin. So there's like multiple exits from the cabin. He hears the door open and he watches as the emo kid walks out. So Ty at this point is like, what? So he kind of gets up and the person above him is completely asleep. But Benjamin, the kid from the side of him is still awake. And he's like, yo, Benjamin, Benjamin. He's like, yo, what's up? He said, emo kid. Cause I may maybe said his actual name, but we're calling him emo kid. He's like, emo kid, he, he just walked out the door. Benjamin's like, you can't do that. And, you know, Ty's like, dude, but he did. So anyways, they both get up and they both look out the window, but they're trying to do it stealthily so that they're not caught, right? And they see the emo kid 
literally just standing there, standing there looking into the moon. It is the creepiest, weirdest thing they have ever seen. Because the kid is just literally freaking standing there, bro. He's just standing there observing the night sky. And they're all like, oh my god, dude, that's freaking weird. What is going on right now? And, uh, you know, sure enough, you know, Ty and Benjamin were like, all right, this kid is a little strange. Uh, make sure he doesn't, like, strangle us to death or something in our sleep. I'm a little freaked out. And that's when the emo kid, out of nowhere, does that 180-degree turn and turns right looking at the window. Ty and Benjamin quickly jump down there. Like, oh, my God. Do you see us? Do you see us? Do you see us? So, like, Ty starts to look up. He, like, peeks a little bit into the window and quickly goes down because he sees the emo kid walking towards the window. He's like, dude, dude, Benjamin, he's walking towards the window. He's like, crawl back, crawl back to your bunks, crawl back to your bunks. So they both crawl out of sight of the window and they crawl into their bunks. And it's dark enough in the room for them to do this without being super obvious. And they're both in their bunks. And Ty turns around under the, like, under the, uh, the sheets, right? And he peeks out, and the emo kid is literally standing right with his nose up against the window looking in. And he's like, oh my god, this kid's insane. Uh, anyways, emo kid walks back in quietly, goes up the stairs again, and sits in the bed and supposedly goes to sleep. Ty doesn't fall asleep for, like, another hour afterwards, but eventually he opens his eyes to the camp counselor being like, Ty, Ty, come on, come on. We're, we're going to be late. And Ty's like, oh, my God. And everyone else is like, yeah, you slept in, man. Actually, everyone in this bunk besides emo kids slept in. And that was because everyone was so freaked out that they couldn't go back to sleep. But anyways, first day activities. They go outside. And during the day, they don't totally have to stick with their group. They're actually assigned to random groups. However, a lot of people in the random group will be from their group because they're just trying to make friends within the group. So, and they also go to meals together. So like lunch or dinner or whatever is together. And so anyways, the first activity of the day is not with the emo kid. It is actually like a kayak slash canoe or whatever, either or one of those two. And, you know, Ty is a lot of fun. And they go back to dinner or lunch, sorry. They go to lunch as a group together. And Ty's, you know, talking about what he was doing. And the counselor kind of went around the table and was like, oh, so Ty, what did you do? And Ty explains, oh, so Benjamin, what did you do? Benjamin explains, oh, so emo kid, what did you do? And he was like, you know, I prayed to the overlord. And they're like, oh, I don't remember that being activity. Emo kid's like, it's not it's necessary. And he's like, uh, okay. Anyways, guys, so I'm going to read off the people in your next activity because the way it worked was at meals. So at breakfast, the camp counselor read off what group everyone else was in for activities. And then at lunch, the camp counselor read off what people would be in for the uh, afternoon activities. And so Ty, the camp counselor is like, oh, so Ty... Uh, Benjamin and Emo Kid, you're all going to be in the uh, group seven or whatever. And that happened to be like something with like wood tool making or something kind of cool like that. So anyways, after lunch, they all head in that direction. And Ty and Benjamin are like walking together. However, the Emo Kid, it's not like they were walking away from him, but the Emo Kid intentionally stands like or like walks 10 feet behind them, never breaking the distance. Like they always have 10 feet between them and the emo kid never breaks it. And he kind of walks weird. He walks very stiffly, yet he's kind of like propped forward at a 30 degree angle. His arms straight shoot like straight down and he kind of waddles a little bit like a penguin, but it's very intimidating and very weird. And Benjamin kind of whispers like, Ben, Ben, I, 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 I can feel his eyes in the back of my head. 
or not Ben, but Ty, Ty, I can feel his eyes in the back of my head. Ty's like, dude, Benjamin, I know, I know. So anyways, they get there and the camp counselor dude is like, hey guys, welcome to woodworking. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can make whatever tools or whatever you want. All I, all I ask is that when you're using the, this blade that, you know, I'm there and help you guiding it. And also, if you want any, like, I don't know, if you want any uh, inspiration or questions, come to me and it's all cool. So anyways, Ty and Benjamin sit down. They're like, oh, let's make, like, wooden knives or something. So they're given a pocket knife and they're taught how to whittle away. It's like, always, oh, you got to face it away from you. Never face it towards you. If I see you guys facing it towards you, I got to revoke your knife privileges. Not, tr- not trying to be that guy, but it's part of the jab. So anyways, right, they look over and they see the emo kid and he's like whittling away at the spoon and he's, or at this, at the stick. And they're all like, um, so eventually at the end of class, they're, or at the end of the activity, they're asked to go around in a circle and say a little bit about what they made and show it off. So Ty's like, all right, well, here's like a butter knife and didn't turn out that well. And everyone laughs a little bit. And the camp counselor's like, dude, it's fire. That's your first time. Don't even worry about it. Eventually comes around to the emo kid and the emo kid is like, whips out this like almost perfectly whittled. Like this is like really professionally well done. And the camp counselor's like, wow, what is that? He's like, this is a wand for my warlock activities. Nobody better cross me now that I've access to my most powerful weapon of a wand. And everyone was like, what? Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That's the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart as many po- comments as I possibly can that say emo. And then also, if you want to support the channel, watch a bunch of these videos in one sitting. I call it binge watching. So if you're sitting down, maybe playing video games or trying to go to sleep or something like that, watch like 10 videos in a row if possible. I know it's a big ask, but if you do so, please leave a comment down below. I'll heart it and even shout you out as on screen right now, shouting out some people who are supporting the channel and telling me about it. So yeah, thanks to these guys and you guys, and let's get right back to it. So fast forward a couple days into the week, and every single day, the emo kid's been doing weird things. So right now is a Wednesday. For context, they got there on a Sunday night. So this Wednesday night, Benjamin and uh, Benjamin's kind of becoming like the side character for Ty. Like he's becoming like pretty close friends. And Ty and Benjamin are kind of like talking about the emo kid and being like kind of tracking the weird things he's been doing. But tonight is one of the weirdest things he's done. So once again, Ty and Benjamin have been noticing that the emo kid has been going outside every single time, like 15 minutes after they go to sleep. So Ty and Benjamin, they both get in bed, and when the lights are turned off, they wait about 15 minutes, and sure enough, the emo kid gets out of bed and walks down the steps. And he walks outside, and he walks to kind of this like big forest clearing. So Ty and Benjamin, they both walk over, and they both look up, and they look out of the window. And they're looking out, and they see the emo kid. And normally, he just stands there blankly. But this time was different. He was getting to work. They saw the stick that he made in the wands, in like the wand craft, whatever class, and or the woodsmanship craft, uh, class. And he takes the the end of it that isn't pointy, where you do the spell, and he puts it into the dirt because he's standing in a pretty big dirt clearing, and he starts drawing this circle. This very big circle. And, and Ty looks over Benjamin and is like, dude, what on earth is going on? Like, what is this kid doing? And Benjamin's like, dude, I have no idea. And they look at it, and he's drawn a complete perfect circle around him. And then he steps out of it. And then he starts making lines within the circle. He goes from the top of it, down, up, down, across, up. 
he's made a perfect upside down pentagram. And if you don't know, that's basically like a sign of like ship or the something. So at this point, right, Ty and his friend are freaking out. They're like, oh my God, he's trying to like summon something. And sure enough, the emo kid starts like waving his wand around in these weird directions and starts like spinning around in a circle and making these like weird movements. And <laughs> if TikTok was around, I bet Ty would have been like, bro, is he trying to do a TikTok dance or something? But anyways, Ty and Benjamin are watching as the emo kid, after making the upside down pentagram, just starts waving it around and starts speaking like, because they crack the window was cracked open a little bit and they start hearing like like some weird <laughs> okay maybe it wasn't as goofy as that but he was kind of talking these like weird tongues or whatever and that's when they heard the light flick on not in their room because they would have seen that they heard the light flick on in the middle cabin the middle part or the middle part of the cabin that is where the camp counselor lived. He must have heard or must have felt like some kind of disturbance or something because they see the emo kid drop his, like grab his wand and sprint out of there and sprint so quickly, he goes to the back room. And that's when like Ty and Benjamin are like, oh my God, he's sprinting here. So they quickly jump into bed and are, you know when, I don't know if you guys did this, but like when you're, when you were up later than you should and your mom is about to run into like open the room and you just jump into your bed and then you just stay super, super, super still that was them like it doesn't matter if you're sprawled out in a weird position you're staying as still as possible so they jump in they're super still and, and they watch as the door opens and the emo kid runs in and runs up up to like the second bunk and just sits in there and that's when like they see like literally 10 seconds after the emo kid gets into his bed they see the light flicker on and the, and the camp counselor who's for cabin b or whatever walks in is like Hey, 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 I saw something out there. And you guys go out there? And, like, you know, everyone's pretending to be like, what? Like, they just woke up. The emo kid is really pretending to be like, what? I don't know what's going on, bro. And obviously, Ty and Benjamin, you know, they're trying to, like, pretend like they weren't up watching the whole thing. And the kid on the very top of, like, uh, uh, Ty just is still completely asleep. So, counselor's like, all right, whatever. He's like, all right, well, remember, it's a punishable offense if you guys leave the cabin during night, like, you will be forced to go back home, and you don't want to miss the fun retreat we're doing this weekend. And they're all like, all right. They're like, yeah, it wasn't us. I don't know what it is. And that's when the camp counselor is like, what? And he sees, he looks outside the window, and that's when he sees it. He's like, stay here. And he goes outside, and they all watch as he walks outside, and he sees, like, the, the upside-down pentagram, like, drawn into the circle or whatever, drawn, drawn into the dirt, and he's just looking at it. And he takes out like his iPhone 4, because it was like 2015 or whatever, and he takes a photo of it with like flash, takes another photo, steps back, takes another photo, and everyone else pretends to be asleep as they go back in. Next day rolls around, and they're walking to their first activity from uh, breakfast. And Ty and Benjamin happen to be in the same group. And Ty's like, dude, the emo kid's insane. Like, that was ridiculous last night. And Benjamin's like, I've never been more freaked out besides the first night, bro. Like, this, this kid's insane. And at this point, they start talking about the camping retreat. So I mentioned this like a couple minutes ago when the camp counselor said, you guys, you guys don't want to miss the special fun camping retreat we're doing. So they stayed out in cabins, but part of the wilderness camp, whatever, at the very end of it, at the very, like the last Friday night to Saturday, they go, they hike out kind of far, farther out into the woods. They bring like uh, camping equipment and they kind of like camp out like that. 
So they both of like Ty and Benjamin were a little bit worried because that basically meant that they were going by group and they were going to be out in the woods in tents by themselves with the creepy email kid. So anyways, let's just fast forward to that day. It's Friday and everyone is kind of packing their little bags and the camp counselor for each group packs their like supply kit, medical supplies, radio, the food that they're going to be eating. And he's like, all right, everyone grab like um, everyone like groups of two grab a tent. And so sure enough, people pair up and Benjamin and Ty are together and they grab this tent and they start walking over to the campsite. And Ty and Benjamin are like, Benjamin was like, dude, I heard that like, you know, there's only like enough tents so that like we have to pair up with someone. And he said, I heard that it's random. I heard that we don't get to choose who we pair up with. Ty's like, dude, that's insane. We already have friends. I get in the beginning them assigning us stuff, but like we know people now. This is the last day. Like why would we need to bunk with someone random? And And Benjamin's like, dude, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. So eventually they get to the campsite. Anyways, so they get to the campsite, right? And, you know, they start doing, they set up their kind of like, they sit around a bunch of logs. So they, they like light a little fire and they have like baked beans in a can or something. Then they also go out and they kind of like clear the land for to put down the tents. They all set up a bunch of tents in the group of two that they carried it over in. And Ty at this point is thinking, all right, we're good because I'm going to be with Benjamin because, I mean, we're in groups of two already. Why would they need to reassign us groups? And so once again, they were asked back to the campsite, or not the the original campsite, but the little campfire they made. It's getting kind of late, and the camp counselor's like, all right, guys, time for me to assign you your bunk mates or your camp tent mates. And Ty in his head is like, no, 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 no. So Benjamin and so-and-so, so-and-so and so-and-so. So, and you know when there's like that one guy you don't want to be with or something like that, and like you're being assigned in a list? And you, and you don't hear your name, but you also don't hear his name. And the number of combinations starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and you start freaking out. Well, this is what was happening to Ty until he realized that he was doomed before, you know, the words were even said. Because the camp counselor went through the entire list, but he didn't say Ty's name or the emo kid's name. And that's when the camp counselor said, Ty and the emo kid. Obviously said his real name, but you know what I mean. And Ty was just like... Oh, I'm not going to make it tonight. I'm not going to survive. I better write some like uh, my some letters to my mom saying I love you because I'm not making it tonight. Oh, my God. And Benjamin is just staring at him like and afterwards walks up to him and says, hey, if you need help, yeah, like we got to come up with some kind of signal. So Ty's like, OK, I'm going to like I don't like I'm just going to run out of there and I'm going to run over to like no signals, no nothing. I'm running over to your campsite if anything happens. And Benjamin's like, all right, that's totally fine, man. So anyways, Ty goes up to the emo kids like, so looks like we're bunking. And the emo kid is like, hmm, interesting. (laughs) And Ty's like, yeah, man. He's like, well, I guess you're one of my more favorite mortals that I know. And Ty's like, (laughs) yeah so they both like put down their sleeping bags in this kind of very cramped tent and ty is just sitting there like okay okay and they have this kind of light and it's like one of those like uh battery powered lights and the emo kid's like good night ty and turns it off and ty's like 
<laughs> like starts completely freaking out. He's like, okay, okay, I can't see anything, but we're okay. And that's when he hears the emo kid stand up. And Ty's like, no, 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 no. And the emo kid is like standing above him and he's like, all right, well, maybe I should just accept my destiny. And that's when the emo kid, instead of striking him over there with the rock or something, just leaves. He opens up the camp tent and walks out. And Ty is like, what? So Ty kind of like gets up. And he looks out, and he sees the emo kid, and the emo kid is, like, standing, or is, like, crouching on all fours. And then he starts howling, starts howling to the full moon. He's like, but it's, like, a really weird howl. And Ty's just like, what? And that's when he hears the, kind of, like, the camp counselor who's with us be like, hey, hey, who's that? You're not allowed to be outside your campsite. And you just see the emo kid go, oh, uh-oh, and just sprints towards, like, the, uh, sprints towards the tent. So Ty jumps back into his bed, and the emo kid, who's not very coordinated, apparently, instead of, like, jumping through the wind, like, the, the open flap, jumps right through the tent, so breaks right through the tarp of the tent, cracks the entire thing, the entire thing comes collapsing down, and Ty just, Ty's just, like, has his eyes closed as the entire tent falls on top of him. And that's when you hear all this yelling and the camp counselor's like, what's going on over here? Are you guys all right? And he just like starts ruffling, rum rummaging through all the like the rubble and stuff. And Ty starts like getting up and he pushes the stuff off of him. The camp counselor was like, was that you out there doing those howling noises? He's like, no. And then sure enough, the emo kid is just standing there like you. And he says to him, like, you wouldn't understand what I was doing. And the camp counselor was like, it was, oh, I told you before that you can't be leaving your tent during the nighttime. Like, after I said goodbye, you were supposed to go to your tent and not leave it. You were out there. And he's like, I was performing a protection ritual. And camp, camp counselor was like, what? I was performing a protection ritual so that everyone would be safe at night from the demons and ghosts of the underworld. Camp counselor was like, uh, what? And at that point, right, they just realized, okay, this is a lost cause. And at this point, the worst thing was that uh, there was nowhere for them to sleep because uh, the camp was completely destroyed, or the tent was completely destroyed. So the camp counselor was like, fine, you two, bring your sleeping bags. You can sleep in my tent. So the three of them are, are kind of like crushed in there. And eventually the camp counselor was like, all right, you two are in here. I'm going to sleep outside. No shenan shenanigans. So it was the most uncomfortable sleep of Ty's entire life. But eventually, the day is over. He gets up. You know, they start packing up their stuff, and they're walking back to the campsite. And that's when Ty meets up with Benjamin and is like, dude, like, what? Like, you're not going to believe it. And Benjamin's like, I heard a lot of yelling. Are you okay? So Ty tells him the story. He's like, dude, that's insane. So anyways, they get back, and uh, Ty's thing, Ty actually had a really good time at the camp, minus the emo kid, like, cringe fest or whatever. Eventually, Ty's parents come to pick him up, and Ty's mom's like, man, you gotta tell me all about it. Like, how was it? Ty's like, it was really good, but it's quite a story. And so for the entire, like, two-hour car ride back, Ty tells them the entire story, and let me just say... Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of probably one of the cringiest emo kids on planet Earth. I'm not even kidding. This is probably one of the craziest stories I've received. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted this story. Let's call him Oliver. 
So this all happened back in the good old days of like 2014, 2015, when like goth, emo, uh, all that type of stuff was like super popular. And by the way, if you dress goth or emo, I literally don't care. That's a totally fine style. As long as you aren't an emo kid like this kid, you're totally cool in my book. So anyways, right, this all started when Oliver and his friends were in the mall. And this was way back in the day. And Oliver and his friends were just kind of like walking around in the mall. They were trying to figure out something to do. I mean, it was a Saturday, so I mean, who knows? Like, you know, I mean, like they, they were trying to figure out something that they wanted to do. And Oliver's friend was like, hey man, do you mind if we stop in Hot Topic? Hot Topic is a t-shirt store that sells a lot of store, a lot of stores. Sells a lot of different types of t-shirts, a lot of like trending stuff, a lot of like, and, and since, you know, emo and goth was kind of trending at the time, they sold a lot of shirts and attire that really fit with that outfit. Like you got like black t-shirt that says like society. And then you got like a, uh, a, a spiky collar. I don't know, man. But anyways, right, Oliver and his friends stopped in Hot Topic, and Oliver wasn't really, you know, there to, like, buy something, so he was kind of just walking around and chilling, and he accidentally bumps into the emo guy, or this, the emo guy. I'm introducing a new guy, emo kid, whatever. We'll call him the emo kid. So anyways, right, this kid turns around, and he's got this, like, this black t-shirt on. He's got a spiky choller spiky collar choker type thing he's got black pants he's got black shoes on his hair is black and it's like slicked down so he has these like massive really weird bangs where you can't even see his face he's like watch where you're going punk and oliver's like sorry man he's like wait i knew you dude you're from my school and oliver's like yeah, I, I think we're in class together. No, I've, I've seen you around, though, because Oliver's starting to remember this one time he saw this really weirdo-looking kid who was like, Ugh, man, no one gets me. And so sure enough, the, the kid, the emo kid, is like, Bro, I don't think you bumped into me on purpose. I think you were coming for me and my kind. And Oliver's like, dude, what, what, what are you talking about? And the emo kid's like, bro... I think we both know that you just hate the emo kids and two other emo kids appear at some like appear basically appear out of thin air and they were like what's this kid talking about like what's going on over here and the emo kids like yeah this kid over here goes my school and he hates me on purpose and he just bumped into me and it was crazy I I I you can't do this to us man and the other emo kids like yeah, yeah. well what do you have against the emo kids and at this point right Oliver was literally just standing in a Hot Topic t-shirt store because his friend wanted to buy a t-shirt. And Oliver's head, he's like, bro, please hurry up and get that t-shirt. But he says, look, I accidentally bumped into this kid, like this guy. I'm sorry. It's not on purpose. You can trust me. And the emo kid's like, uh, no, dude, I totally know what like a bump on purpose would feel like. That one felt so purposeful. Like I literally felt the purpose in the bump. It was crazy. And Oliver's like, dude, what do you mean by that? And the emo kid's like, are you getting aggressive with me, son? Uh, do you want to fight me, son? Oh, he wants to fight me, dude. And at this point, Oliver's like, all right, guys. All right, boys, have a good day. Oliver goes over, finds his friend. He's like, dude, I got. I met a bunch of weirdos. They want to fight me. I literally bumped into them. And like his Oliver's friend's like, all right, dude. Like, that's like, oh, all right, we'll, we'll go. That's fine. And then Oliver's friend sees this like, pack of like emo kids walk over and Oliver's friend starts cracking up. He's like, bro, you can't be serious. You can't seriously think, uh, wait, these kids, these kids want to fight you, dude. 
They're not going to do anything. They can probably barely walk here without fainting. And the kids are, like, waddling over. And the emo kid's like, don't think I forgot what you did, man. And so sure enough, right, you know, Oliver and his friend, they buy the t-shirt, they leave. And, you know, Oliver is telling his friends all about what's going down. His friend's, like, completely laughing. They find it hilarious. And that's because Oliver thinks to himself, well, I'm never going to see these kids again. It doesn't really matter, right? Oh, my God. Was Was Oliver wrong? Because this started one of the most insane sagas that Oliver has ever has ever had in his life. He was telling me that like he's experienced a lot of crazy things, but the story that is to follow what just happened is probably the craziest thing that ever happened to Oliver ever. So skip 